After more time with Starfield, I can definitely say I've officially found ways to enjoy the game. Now, I still have not reached the 12 to 20 hour mark, which for many people, they said this was sort of the tipping point where things started to click. At around 8 hours of playtime in the game, with some of those hours being on the Xbox Series X, but most of them being on PC, I did find myself warming up the game keep in mind i forced myself to keep playing as my backlog of must play games is getting longer i don't think i would have done this if i was not a streamer if i was not a content creator but i thought it would be helpful to share what i learned when i sort of went back in and made some adjustments in how i was playing because i'm not alone i don't think in wanting to enjoy Starfield, especially when you consider just how much potential, how much replay value is in this game. Now, I do put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the stream. It's a longer video because I discuss it with the live audience. So if you're watching this later, I put the opening monologue here for you. And then if you want to be here for the live shows, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on my content. So Starfield is definitely starting to grow on me and not without great effort and sort of forcing myself to keep playing. Given how many reviews acknowledge the slow start and the poor onboarding, I thought I would share what I learned. This is not a traditional how-to video. It's more of a how-to-enjoy-the-game, or to say it another way, here's how I got to the point of enjoyment. Full disclosure, this is not a natural progression. This is not something that happened in a natural way. If I were not a live streamer, I would have walked away from this game after about the two to four hour mark. It's currently not scoring all that well, even with the Xbox crowd, and I really do blame the opening of the game for this. Currently, it has just barely above three and a half stars in the Xbox storefront. That's around a 70 or 75% with the Xbox crowd, so it's scoring quite a bit lower than it is on the Metacritic review score of 87 to 88, as well as the Steam score, which has fallen to, I believe, about an 83%. So first, I want to establish what I had to let go of. I think it's fair to say that a lot of the expectations for Starfield just are not materializing. I think that is a fair thing to say about the game. And rather than continue to beat that dead horse, I just sort of let go of some of those expectations. I said, okay, this is the game we've got. Can I enjoy it on its terms? The second thing I want to tell you is, here's what I learned. This isn't just what I let go of, but here is what I learned. Many people have recommended sort of leaning into questing, not really focusing on exploring all that much. Not that you can't explore, they just said that they really started to click with the game and sort of get into a groove when they primarily focused on questing. I want to put some meat on those bones. Why are people saying that? Why did that sort of have a similar effect when I adjusted how I played? I also think I got to a place of enjoyment faster than other people. Some people said it took, you know, 12 something hours. Some people said it took like 20. And I want to talk about why I think I got there faster. I don't think you necessarily need to rush to New Game Plus. I know people are really encouraging that. I'm now seeing videos from people, Co Carnage, ACG, saying don't rush to New Game Plus. I think people are sort of headlonging their way to it because they think, well, that's when the game gets good. Now, the last thing I'm going to say after 
after telling you, hey, this is what I let go of, this is what I learned, I am going to tell you to proceed with caution. Enjoying this game does not mean all of the valid criticisms just evaporate into thin air. There are still things that you need to know before venturing in to even attempt to enjoy the game if it's currently not working for you. So this video is not for people that are having a good time. This is for people that are struggling with it, maybe they've put it down. This is sort of a, hey... Try this out, see if you can get into a groove with the game, see if you can get this thing to sort of click for you. To those who are enjoying the game, feel free to leave tips in the comments about what was working well for you, maybe things you've sort of figured out, navigating around some of the more rough edges of the game. Starfield certainly is not the game that I was anticipating, but that doesn't mean that there's not a good game here to potentially enjoy. So first, let's just talk about what I had to let go of, okay? If there's one major lesson I think we can all learn from Starfield, it is that the marketing was not consistent, and it really just isn't consistent in the gaming world at large right now. We have very, very different approaches to marketing. Games like Armored Core 6 barely marketed themselves, really just showed raw gameplay with some cinematics, and that game is crushing it. It's commercially successful, it has solid review scores across the the board and it doesn't really have a single issue with misrepresentation in its marketing and this is happening while we're on the cusp of cyberpunk finally getting to a place where they even feel they can charge for an expansion and that was a game that was largely marketed in a way that wasn't representative of the product right and then you have starfield Marketing that stressed exploration, quote, unparalleled freedom, and a massive open world experience. And I honestly just had to let go of all of those ideas. So the first thing I let go of was the exploration focus. It was just too consistent, I think, in the feedback from those who were enjoying the game. I just had to let go of wanting that, okay? I just had to say, look, that's just not going to be something I'm going to focus on. And to a certain extent... I'm actually good with that, okay? If I want space exploration, if I want to fly and land on planets, if I want to go anywhere I want, No Man's Sky PSVR 2 is truly a great experience. I actually think it's like the quintessential PSVR 2 experience right now. It's truly beautiful. I even saw a big No Man's Sky fan say that that's like the best way to play the game right now. It looks the best in that environment, right? And it lacks the things that you could look for in Starfield, right? You're not going to have deep RPG systems and dialogue trees and, and robust questing and storytelling in No Man's Sky. I can create that dividing line in my mind. This is where I actually think No Man's Sky comparisons can be helpful. I think many of the comparisons have not been helpful, but I do think pointing out that each game does something well or has a certain focus, I actually think that can help you decide which game you should play. Starfield right now is one of the best things that's ever happened to No Man's Sky because it's making people consider, hey, maybe I should try that game out. Maybe if that's really what I'm looking for, this isn't the game that I should be playing. If you're loving the questing and the dialogue and the deep item pool in Starfield, No Man's Sky is not going to give you those things, right? So I just had to let go of the exploration focus, which is a bit of a bummer, but it did help me focus on the elements that are actually the shining spots in Starfield. If you keep coming to Starfield and you want it to be No Man's Sky, you're going to be disappointed. If you go to No Man's Sky and you want it to be Starfield, you're going to be disappointed. You have to come to a game on its own terms. And I do think that's where there is valid criticism to say a lot of the expectations around this game were built up by the marketing. 
If this game just suddenly landed out of thin air and I just jumped into it right away, I still think some of the rough edges and loading screens and things would be a bit peculiar and frustrating, but I wouldn't have had any expectations of what I'd be able to do. I would just sort of sort of played the game on its own terms, and I think that's really what you're going to have to do when you approach Starfield. The second thing I had to let go of is that This is just not going to be a next-gen game for my Xbox Series X. My journey with Xbox this generation has been a disappointing one. In 2019, I was at E3 as a main stage host. I was sitting in front of the main stage, watching monitors. On a stage, I was just doing interviews. It was a really special time. And I was watching the Project Scarlet Marketing. And I remember geeking out. I remember clamoring to go to my Discord to talk about, I can't believe they're talking about 120 frames per second. I was sort of elated now I sort of feel like if I want to get anything close to what was promised I have to leave my Series X behind and play on my PC I even had people tell me if you want performance just play on PC I think that's a very pitiful response long gone are the days of the 4k gaming promises and up to 120 FPS I genuinely fear that Starfield is setting the standard for Xbox first party games Fable, Hellblade 2, Avowed, and all of the rest. I'm very concerned I'm going to have to make similar decisions about those games as well and sort of clamor to play them on my PC. Given my schedule and my gaming habits, that's pretty inconvenient. Sitting on my couch and getting in a couple hours of gaming a night on my nice big TV, that doesn't really square with where my gaming rig is. It's in my studio. So I had to kind of let go of that to enjoy Starfield. I had to let go of the idea that this was an Xbox Series X next-gen title. It just it just simply isn't. I'm, I'm playing this on PC just to get the performance that I believe is sort of the minimum expectation this generation. Now, there are plenty of folks enjoying this game on their Series S's and their Series X's, but for me personally, I've just reached a point of acceptance. I don't really need to turn my Series X on for really anything, at least not the things that I personally bought it for. If I want next-gen performance, I'm going to have to play Xbox first-party games on my PC. PC. Now, the last thing that I had to let go of was ship focus. Now, this could obviously change with time, right? But I don't really think it's going to be what I was initially looking for. It's going to be more of an issue of just sort of staffing the ship for the benefits that come from that. Building the Starship Enterprise just doesn't seem worth it in light of everything that I'm going to talk about in a moment. All the things that I learned, right? Now, I know what people are going to say. Listen, We told you you needed to play longer, so you played longer, and now you're enjoying the game. Well, here's the thing. I had to force myself to play longer. I didn't want to. That is not an organic experience. And keep in mind, my approach to the game is largely changed thanks to others who charged ahead of me and said, I didn't really have fun until 12 hours in or 20 hours into the game. They're content creators. These are people that were making reviews. There was an undercurrent of basically compulsion to keep going that wasn't organic or natural. If they were just John Q. Public and they just downloaded the game, I don't know if they would have gotten to 20 hours. I don't know if they would have gotten to 12 hours. They got there because they kind of had to, right? I wouldn't call that good game design. I put, as an example... I put hundreds of hours into Elden Ring. I put 60 plus hours into Ghost of Tsushima. I have put around 50 hours into Hellblade, okay? None of those games took multiple hours to hook me. They didn't take 
10 and 20 hours to convince me to keep going. There are plenty of games designed for lots of hours and replayability, and they don't take 10 to 20 hours to get going. That doesn't mean you have to have this rough first 10 to 20 hours, and then you get to the good stuff. Imagine all of the Game Pass users and gamers downloading this game. If they have no clue what we know about the start of the game, what we know about the rough onboarding, are they just going to soldier on, hoping that by hour 10 or 20 it starts to get good? I really doubt it. That's likely why its lowest score in the market right now is in the Xbox storefront. After letting go of those things, I my, my last the most recent two-hour play session, it started to move the needle for me, okay? I'm not in love with this game. I'm not coming out of my skin for it. I played Jedi Survivor last night, okay? I wasn't like, oh, I need to go into the office and and play some Starfield, okay? It's moving the needle, and I'm going to talk about what I learned, okay? This might help you. The first thing I learned has to do with letting go of wanting space exploration as a game. If I'm looking for a space exploration game, this is not it. I think exploration in this game is fine as sort of an attachment, it's something that's more additive, but it is not the central driving force. Playing a game like this in a more traditional linear RPG way is actually where most folks seem to be landing. And when I played like that, I had a much better time. Now, even that does come with some caveats, because the game is constantly getting in its own way. And the unfortunate irony is, at one level, the game seems to motivate you to play in sort of a linear and quest-driven method, but... When you do that, you're going to bump into a lot of the rough edges. The UI, the loading screens, the game flow. If you slow down and explore, the cadence of these sort of snagging things is a lot less noticeable. But the slower and more exploratory playstyle just doesn't feel all that rewarding. So this realization about playing the game more linearly is actually tied to something else that I learned. You have to learn how to eat around the fast travel and the UI. There is one simple trick that will help you immensely, okay? Write this one down or tuck this one away. Let's say that you are on a mission and you finish it and it says, okay, you need to return to the lodge. The more organic, the more exploratory way to get back, it just leaves a lot to be desired for. You have to walk to your ship. Then there's a loading screen to get in. Then there's a loading screen to take off. Then you have to use the galaxy map to travel, and that requires another loading screen. Then after that loading screen, you get checked for contraband. Then you have to land on the planet. That's another loading screen. That entire process is literally just to get back to the lodge to turn in the thing that you did. Or you can just go to your missions. You can highlight the next objective that says return to the lodge, and then you can say, click at the bottom. You can say show on map or set course. This eliminates all of those steps. Sometimes I actually found show on map to be more effective because it would literally show me where to land. Other times it might not be as effective to say plot the course. So I had I had show on map, it showed me the planet, and then it showed me the landing zone. So I just selected set landing target, and then I was able to land. I literally fast traveled from one planet to another, and that's all I did. I skipped all those in-between steps. So I know there are videos and reviews that talked about that. They basically told you everything I just said. Like, you don't have to go to your ship. You don't have to walk all the way back to your ship. You don't have to do the loading screen sort of buffet, okay? 
but the game doesn't put what I just told you into the tutorial. It actually walks you through how to travel the long way with all of the loading screens. So if you sort of bake that into your schema, if you break that, if you sort of bake that into your muscle memory of, oh, this is how I navigate Starfield, and then you start playing in a very linear way, you start focusing on questing, you're going to find yourself, I think, kind of frustrated. It's like, I'm just trying to play the game, and I'm constantly going from one loading screen to the next. Now you see why I had to let go of some of my expectations. This feels more like a traditional linear RPG than a space exploration RPG with unparalleled freedom. And here's the somewhat damning reality. I needed this information first from other reviewers to get to this place of enjoyment. The game did not get me here, not on its own. It certainly did not. I actually had to have other information from other players who also, I think, in an unnatural way, pushed beyond their own tolerance levels to get to hour 15 or 20 or whenever it clicked for them. And then they shared the information about, here's how to enjoy this game. I got here faster than them, right? If you go and watch like Maddie Plays Review, he said he wasn't really having fun until like the 20th hour, okay? He was actually kind of worried about the game. I've seen other people now saying on Twitter and other places that it wasn't until about the 10th or the 12th hour that things really started to click for them. Well, I got there in seven hours, okay? I got there faster. What this does is it proves in my mind is that they could have sped up the onboarding and the tutorial opener quite a bit. I would say this reality is worrisome for anybody that's not using Reddit, Twitter, or YouTube. They won't know any of this. They'll continue using the UI and the travel methods that make the game so difficult to get into a groove with. They might not even know to focus on the questing and the linear nature of the game, and they're going to feel somewhat lost, or that it's just taking too long to get to a good place. The reason I'm enjoying the game more isn't because I played more. It's because I started playing differently. I think that's a key distinction. I took knowledge from outside the game, from other players, modified how I was playing, lowered some of my expectations and standards, and then I started enjoying myself. So this isn't just a matter of playing more. I actually had to play differently while letting go of things and standards that I was hoping to get. Now this leads to my final section. You need to proceed with caution. The fact of the matter is, the slow opening and the slow start, it simply cannot be bypassed, right? I started playing like this about as soon as you possibly can. That was roughly four to five hours into the game. And that's still, I think, a large chunk of playtime for players to get through before they can just sort of like, oh, I'm going to quest now. I'm going to advance the game. The game has kind of opened up. Even when you start playing in this way, the UI, the inventory, the map, the traveling, it's still quite cumbersome. I'm still grading against the rough edges when I, whenever I loot, okay? There's a very strong and growing consensus that the weight limit should be almost doubled. I see many players complaining about that. It's very restrictive and halting, and in my opinion, it adds nothing to the game flow or the experience. Yes, the the guns look awesome, and they actually feel good too. As a shooter, I've been very satisfied with the weapons and the guns in this game. But the enemies are bullet sponges, and ammo management becomes another flat tire. You're especially having to consider this when all of the extra ammo that you get from picking up guns, and then you have to throw them back down on the ground, that's also another flat tire in the game. It's overly restrictive. The weight limit's constantly having you do this. 
enemies that fall on the ground sometimes they will have ammo and a weapon sometimes they'll just have the weapon if you pick that weapon up you get the ammo from it but then you have to throw it back down because your weight limit is always this impending shadow on your ability to just get into a flow with the game these issues do not get better with time as folks on reddit have reported even late game the weight limit is a frustration this is why i say proceed with caution the rough edges and the problems in this game are always with you you don't leave them behind at hour 10 or hour 20 and i need to stress that all of my previous criticisms still stand enjoying a game or modifying how you're playing does not negate its problems or its shortcomings if anything how much i've had to let go of and how much i've had to change my way of playing really confirms a lot of the criticisms and it's very risky to play a game in this way Forcing yourself to play a game in the hopes of learning to love it can create resentment, always sort of lingering in the air, right? If just enough frustration happens, if just enough failure happens, you're going to hit a breaking point because you're just sort of forcing yourself to tolerate the game or you're hoping to learn to love it. I have an insane backlog of games right now that I'm dying to play. Jedi Survivor has my full attention while I wait for Final Fantasy 16 to patch its performance mode. And I feel an itch to play Survivor. The itch to play Starfield is faint, and I'm hoping that it grows. Even some of my favorite games have things that I criticize. That doesn't mean that this game can't be one of the games that I learn to love and enjoy, even if it has things that I criticize. With a bit of polish to the UI, maybe a patch to increase the weight limit, I just double it. It's, it's so needless in the early game. Maybe having better inventory and ammo management. The game, I think, could level out quite a bit for me. For now, I'm giving the game more than a fair shake, which, in light of all of my issues with the game, that's more than I would do for virtually any other game I've played. And I guess that speaks to just how compelling Starfield is. Even if you don't like it, right? Even if you put this game down and you've walked away, okay? Starfield almost demands inquiry. And from where I stand, my final verdict, well, well, the jury's still out. So let me give you... excuse me, my thoughts and my uh, conclusions here. It's never fun, I think, looking forward to a game and then seeing it kind of land far off from where you expected it to land. Many folks saw this game as generational. It was going to be tectonic. It was going to be earth-shattering. Many of them, I think even now, have tempered down a lot of their praise for the game. The rest of us had high hopes mingled with Probably some apprehension, right? It seems that much of that apprehension and worry was warranted. And that doesn't mean that I can't recalibrate and give the game a shot as it exists. Instead of constantly bemoaning what it could have been, right? Rather than staying in that mindset of like, well, the game could have been so much better. This is what the marketing, this is what I thought I was going to get. Okay, I've established that, all right? It's time to give the game a shot on its own terms, and how it actually was designed rather than how it was pitched. The second thing I want to say is, with how much qualification and how many caveats I have to give anytime I recommend continuing in this game, I can't help but think that this game needed more time. Just one more year of polish and TLC on the UI, the inventory, the early game flow, it would have done wonders for this game. I'm genuinely curious if they're going to focus on those things, and give it a top-level area of focus, right? Are they going to try to make the UI and the inventory better? Are they going to try to smooth out the onboarding and the opening of the game? 
We know they have planned DLC, so perhaps that'll be a fitting time to overhaul certain aspects. Or maybe they could even do a bunch of things sort of on the runway to the DLC. It could be a great way to get folks to come back that have may have walked away, especially with Pete Hines' recent comments about Redfall and games landing on Game Pass. That commitment I could see really making Starfield shine in about a year. I mean, you give it a lot of that great treatment, add some good content, and this game could really level out and be a very high-quality game. My conclusion is this. I've continued to say that Starfield could have been another Skyrim moment for Bethesda, and I think it's safe to say that that did not happen. The game is certainly captivating the attention of the gaming world, but not for the right reasons. I feel this game will be debated for quite some time. Is it what we hope for? Is it a game of the year contender? Who gave it a fair review, an honest review? Who's hating the game, right? Who's just sort of shilling for the game? I I think a lot of those debates are pointless, but I do think this game is going to be debated quite some time at the end of the day gamers are going to have to decide for themselves which is exactly what i intend to do and that's the show open thank you guys so much for being here this morning uh make sure you have smashed that like button there's over 700 people here let's shoot for 200 likes that's the first like a milestone and we will get the member goal tracked and we'll get the coffee in the frame and i am wearing a brand new shirt from a new company that i reached out to i was like hey i think your shirts are pretty dope and uh so they sent me some all right EC77, all right? If you use the shirt command, you can go to ec77.co, uh, .co, and you can check out what they have, and you can even use code LONO. And I think they got some pretty dope stuff. They're going to be sending me some more shirts as well. I wanted to make sure that they were, like, at the quality and the print level that I like. You guys know I'm a bit of a t-shirt connoisseur, and this one is pretty cool, and uh, you should check out their stuff. Okay, the game is so good, you need a guide on enjoyment. I mean, obviously, I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at all trying to make today like a jab. Like, well, here's how you have to enjoy it. It's. I started to enjoy it, and here's what I did. Right, Joker Quinn with a gifted member. Thank you so much, Joker Quinn. Starting the day off right. Thank you, sir. And a two spot from Aesthetic Perfume. Keep up the great content, game on Reforge. Thank you. Because here's what I think is going to happen, okay? There are going to be people that find this video and they're like, I'm just trying to enjoy this game and I can't. I got it on Game Pass and I got an hour or two in and I just freaking, I don't get what people are talking about, okay? It's not scoring all that well in the Xbox storefront and I think that's probably playing a part, right? They're trying it for an hour or two and they're like, I don't get it, okay? They may stumble upon this video and say, okay, this guy's saying here's how to enjoy the game. All right, and they may take some of what I said into consideration and have a better time. All right, to me, it, it, it's like if you're going to give the game a fair shot, at least go in knowing what many of us have not learned from others. You just lowered your expectations, which is sad. I will say it's a combination, Jen. I did lower expectations. But I also just let go of some of them. It's like, the game's not doing that. It didn't set out to do those things. It's a bummer. You know, if you want a good space exploration game, go play No Man's Sky, you know? Prima Weed says, that was me. It took more time to download it than I played it. Right, and I'm telling you, on Game Pass, a lot of people are going to do that. They're going to download it, they're going to install it, and then they're going to say, 
I don't understand why this thing's getting so much praise. It feels old. It's kind of slow. I, but if you can push through, if you can get to when you start questing, it's like it's there's a good. I think there's a good game here. I do. I think there's a good game. This is not a great game. This is not an excellent game. But I do think there is a good game underneath all of the issues and and the frustrations and the valid criticisms. It's a 4 out of 4. It's a 4 out of 5. I checked this morning. It was like a a 3.5, almost a 4, which means it's like a 75. That means it's below 80% on Xbox. Unless it just dramatically changed. I checked the Xbox store last night and this morning and it was not it was below an 80%. It was at like a three and a half in between three and a half and four stars is where it was. It was not it was not in a strong position in the Xbox store. And I'm telling you, it's those it's gonna be the Game Pass people. They're gonna play it for an hour and they're just gonna go give it a low score. Yeah, currently five thousand look, look, it has five point two thousand reviews and it's 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 in between like three and a half and four stars. That means it's somewhere between like a 75 and an 80%. It's at a 3.2 in the Windows Store. That this right here is your home turf, man. That's not a that's not strong. That's not strong. That's what I'm saying. And look at Star look at Starfield and Steam. It's got a better it's got a better score in Steam, right? Look at its Metacritic score. It's got a better score there. Why? Those people are playing more. They're pushing through. They're talking to their friends. They're installing mods to fix the UI. Right? I, I don't think that's it at all, Bristol. That's ridiculous to claim that, like, that's why it's not scoring well on Xbox. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, it's because they're installing it on Game Pass, and after they install it on Game Pass, they're not making it far enough to be like, well, if you get this far, then it really starts to, to, to turn. I didn't even get to the point that I am because I played longer. I played differently. I was like, all right, well, I'll just stick to the quests. I won't do any of those other things. Look it up. Bristol, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to substantiate your reductionism. I refuse to believe that 5,000 people descended on the Xbox store and did that. That's ludicrous to claim. It dropped below 80 on Steam. It dropped below 80 on the Steam database. It's It dropped below 80 on the Steam database. It did not drop below 80 in the Steam storefront. I, those, those, those are two different things. We need to be fair. I think we need to be fair here. It it did not it did it's 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 main score in Steam. The Steam database tabulates it differently. It does. If I go to the main storefront in Steam, it's holding on to I think 83 is where it was this morning. It's currently at an 83. And then if I include all other languages, it'll probably drop a teeny bit. All other languages, it's a 79. The minute you intru- the minute you include the minute you include the globe, it falls to a seventy nine. And I told people, I said, I think it's going to struggle to stay in the eighty percent on Steam. I think Steam users are going to be a lot more critical and a lot more judgmental. I don't think they're going to be as gracious. Now, currently, the Steam scores about thirteen to twelve thousand of those scores they hit immediately on day one from the early access folks. 
give it another week and it it might drop out of the 80s even if you don't go global right if you include other languages it drops and it drops fast because they don't have good language support you know people try to draw attention to this right yeah i mean the fuzzy what's that now that's somebody on xbox giving it four out of five um what's he saying here 12 hours later okay so it got good so this guy is 30 hours in and he says 12 hours later it got good like really really good kind of good i still stand by most of my review this is bethesda's least buggy game it's also bethesda's most shockingly bland game it looks and feels like outer worlds and fallout 4 bland graphics mediocre gunplay and bad ai uh there's a story i don't know what it is but it's there just boring chore fetch quest bethesda game do not come here looking for interstellar exploration or exploring of any kind because it does not exist it starts very slow and by 15 hours you're jogging in hopes of the game grabbing fun and it's just around the corner but nope so that's somebody who says hey i got far enough and it's fun but even they're saying the same thing that i'm saying man if you come into this game hoping for exploration let go of that now like the minute i let go of that i was like okay i'll just quest especially once you start combing over the guns and stuff this is probably my favorite part of the game my arsenal i think my favorite part of starfield is my arsenal there's just so there's so many things let me rewind the footage a little bit because i was combing through all the different guns I was combing through all the different, you know, modifications and things that can show up on a gun. I really, really think this is my favorite part. I'm spending all of my skill... I'm spending all of my skill points on weapons, right? Derek says, Lono, wait, all these players get to New Game Plus. After rushing through this huge, big 1,000 planet game to get a second playthrough, the user scores will be at 10 out of 10. Right, the irony that, like, that's what you need to do. Are we still acting like Starfield isn't a good game? I think it is a good game. It's passable. It's not great or excellent. I believe you can enjoy this game. You have to, I had to modify how I was playing. I really did. You get a couple of good weapons and it makes a big difference too. I got a semi-automatic maelstrom and it felt so, so good. I was like, bam, 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 like from really far away. And it felt really, really good. It did. It's got bad AI, it's bland, it's a space game with no reason to go to space, but it's really good, guys, Stockholm Syndrome. But that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm saying I let go of some things that I wanted to do, and I adjusted how I was playing, and I, and I feel like I can enjoy it. I feel like I could play this thing to completion. I could complete the story and have a good time. Right? I had to let go of the fact that, like, this is not some big next-gen game for Series X. It's not. I'm having to play on my PC, right? It's not an earth-shattering game. I- I've I've played games that do a lot of what this game does, and that's totally fine. I don't think any of those things are troublesome. I don't think any of those things are, like, worrying. This is sorting reviews by one. I don't care if it's a trend or what. Bad optimization, crashes after full release, lags and freezes. Don't bother if you don't have a monster PC. Yeah, those are all PC reviews through the Xbox store. Again, that could be because the Xbox store isn't great. <laughs> you know? Um, 
CMDR Knight with a $5 Super Chat tip. Why do we care about scores? Steam alone held over 240,000 players for a while. That's over 240,000 uh, million with Steam alone. It's been successful. No one's talking about commercial success. I don't care how much money a game makes. Do you want to go back and look at CD Projekt Red's launch of Cyberpunk? It was their most sold game ever. They made a ton of money on the on the week one sales of Cyberpunk. Does that have anything to do with the discussion about Cyberpunk's value and quality at launch? Is that like soothing anybody's gripes? That, man, listen, I know Cyberpunk ran like absolute garbage on your old gen computer. I know it had a lot of problems and bugs and it was it's, it's considered like almost like the worst launch game in history. But hey, man, it was commercially successful. Like that's not that who cares about that? Yeah, here's when I use the uh, the semi-automatic maelstrom. I'm, I'm rescuing. Uh, I'm rescuing somebody here. See how good that felt? It's got really good. It just that guy just takes off. He like flies up. Really, really stable. It felt really, really nice. I thought the guy was still alive, so it's like shooting him on the ground. Look at that. See how satisfying that is? I I feel like the gunplay can be really, really enjoyable at times. Devin Evans with a five dollar super chat. Lono, I left some super chats in the open. Oh, I'm so sorry. Check them out when you have time. Adding this also, Starfield gets much better when you have combat perks. Yeah, I'm just boosting all of my guns. I am so sorry. Pierce Taylor with a two spot. Severin Evans did a five and a two dollar super chat tip and said, I think it's a fair assessment. I think that's a fair assessment, Lono. Glad you're finally having a good time. Try smuggling contraband. It will set you on a course you will not expect. Lono is a hoarder confirmed. Can't have it all, man. I don't know if I'm a hoarder. I don't. It's a video game that says you can pick up everything. And you're like, cool. And they're like, but (laughs) hang on a minute. (laughs) Not really. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a hoarder. Even people on Reddit were like, the the weight limit's a joke. John always with a gifted member. Patrick Q with a gifted member. It's a single gifted member train. Get this all the way to 25 with singles today. Don't let the big boys come in here. Do not let the big boys come in here and show off. Oh, you guys are trying to get Feed a membership? Yo, Feed, it's good to see you in the chat. We'll take care of you. Guys, we got to give members until Feed gets one. That's the rules. I, I don't I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Ryan Hayer gifts a member and says, okay, I'll help out. And he gets one. And it goes to Hangry Higgs. Thank you so much. No Man's Sky was trash on release, but they did the space part better than Starfield. And now No Man's Sky is doing everything better than Starfield. I think that's an overreach. I think No Man's Sky does things exceptionally well. No Man's Sky does not have deep, robust RPG systems. It doesn't have deep questing. It doesn't have dialogue systems. Its inventory system is not at all robust with respect to itemization. There's not that many items for you to get and use comparatively. Joe Matt gets a gifted membership from Zachary Guy, and that is a five member layup 20 bomb would slam it all the way home to the first membership milestone of the day Severin says I was kidding obviously I'm a pack rat too but I learned to leverage the cargo on my ship for that also okay I I agree with that Severin that there are certainly ways to mitigate and navigate the, the, the storage but I also agree with the guys on reddit that were like this is just unbelievably low just bump it by like I don't know a hundred like just a hundred pounds or whatever, or I think it's kilos, isn't it? Or how much do they? How much do they weigh? How do they weigh things in this game? I can't remember. Yo, vengeance with five. He gives five members and he bumps the line all the way to ten. Thank you so much, vengeance. And I don't think we got feed yet. 
Beanibble says, how about sending a fee to PayPal for the membership? <laughs> Zippy Narwhal with a two-spot. David Jaffe's favorite single-player game ever. I was really surprised to hear that. I was really surprised to hear that. If there's somebody I would actually love to discuss Starfield with, it would be David Jaffe. Because I actually like him. I do. I think he can be a bit of a... He can be a bit like... Of a Jaffe? <laughs> He's just kind of got a way of, you know... He can be a little cantankerous. I kind of like that about him. You know, I... Yeah. I would love to discuss this game with him. Like, this is your... This is your... The best single player game you've ever played? Really? I would want to know what his top five is and how the others got edged out. That's what I would want to know. I would love to discuss that with him because I saw that and I was like, wow. I was like, okay, Jaffe. I was like, Jiminy. I was like, that's, that's high praise. I played some mind blowing single player games. I, I played Hellblade. I played Ragnarok. I played Tsushima and I'm like, what? I played Skyrim and Fallout 4. And I don't know if this is stacking up against the, my experiences there. Obviously, it's subjective. It is. I would just love to hear him, you know, kind of argue his way through that. Like, not that he has to defend himself. Like, how dare you say that? But it's like, I would love to hear him kind of walk through why he thinks that. Honestly, there's a whole skill line to increase your carry capacity. The guys on Reddit said, even with that, it's not enough. They were all saying... They were saying, even if you do that, they were like, it's just not enough. I I tend to agree with them. It's extremely halting in the early in the early stages of the game. It's very halting. I also think that um, I I'm I'm actually curious. I wonder what you guys think. Do you guys think? I don't know if Bethesda's ever done this. Do you think they're going to make any significant changes to the UI, to the inventory management, to even things like the looting and stuff that just still feels very dated? Because I don't know if they've ever done that before. Did they ever do any significant updates to Fallout 4 or Skyrim? I think they just kind of left things as they were, did they not? I'm pretty sure those were some of the some of the critiques back then. Feed says, morning, everyone. Have a great day. Feed, you're in the chat. You're going to get one, I promise you. True King tries to gift a membership to Feed, and it doesn't, but it moves the line. Thank you so much, True King. Um, Force Gaming got sponsored by Bethesda. I, why are people saying that? His video wasn't sponsored, was it? How was it sponsored? I, they just gave people co- They gave people early access. The modders will fix it. 76 got updates. If Fallout could you uh, in Fallout you could craft armor with deep pockets on top of carry weight perks. I hope there's something like that in Starfield because I pick up way too much stuff. Download the mod to have unlimited carry. Then you'll understand it's a bad idea to grab all the stuff. I didn't say I should be able to grab all the stuff. I should be able to grab a little bit more than I'm currently grabbing. <laughs> Lightleap says mods will help you. Modders redid the whole Pip-Boy interface and inventory management. Honestly, Bethesda games become great with mods. There it is! Biggie Smalls! We call our shots here. Biggie Smalls gifts a member and so does Joker Quinn and we've officially taken care of Feed. We did it. That doesn't mean we stop. <laughs> That's it, guys. Shut the show down. Thank you guys so much for getting those memberships and getting our boy feed taken care of. 
I don't want to pick up everything. I do not want to pick up everything. I just want to be able to pick up a little bit more. That's all. No, it's over. See you next week. Just give your stuff to your companions. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When, Whenever you rub against a rough spot in a game and someone's like, well, just do this. Or just do this. You're making my case for me. Do you understand? Like, oh, you're getting in trouble with the weight limit? Just go talk to your NPC friend and dump stuff in their inventory. Just go back to your st- your ship and dump stuff into the inventory there. It's like, okay, I don't mind doing that at like the end of a mission. I think that's fine. I think the rate, the weight's so restrictive, like every 10 feet, I'm like, ah, frick, I gotta throw guns on the ground. Do you honestly know if they would have just innovated on the ammo system, I probably wouldn't be having as much trouble because like it's just more effective to pick up all the guns. You get ammo from every gun that you pick up and then you throw all the guns on the ground. If I wasn't doing that, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. But the ammo economy does seem constrained as well. It does. Devin Evans with a $5 super chat. Keep in mind, Lono, I'm not saying it's not an issue, only that I found a workaround that's very helpful. It's something you can do. Sure, and when the workaround feels flat tire or rhythmically disruptive, I don't like doing it. It's like, okay, I gotta go to them and dump all my crap into them. Like, okay, I gotta go back. I don't mind doing that, again, if it sort of comes at the end. Gifted memberships are based off of loyalty to the channel. That's why Feed gets one pretty, pretty quickly. YouTube Lurker with 16 months in a VIP gold. I think your comments sum up this generation uh, for Xbox. You can pick up everything, you just can't carry it. Xbox seems to consistently uh, fall short of where it should be, especially on console. Maddie's last two uh, videos really help. Today's thumbnail was it. Starfield, check. Nice image, check. Title made me instantly mad, check. Click, check. <laughs> Starfield, how to enjoy. It made you mad. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's funny. Why would you want to pick up the weapons, though? You can sell them. Oh, why wouldn't you want to pick up the weapons, though? You can sell them. I mean, I think everybody's different. But for me, going through an RPG and turning the person next to me into a constant rhythmic pack mule, I don't know. Like, all right, I picked everything up. All right, come over here, dummy. And you're like, you just dump it all in their inventory. I'm, I don't know. That doesn't seem like an enjoyable content loop to me. It just doesn't. Ammo's expensive, but I reached a point where my go-to gun I have over 2,000 rounds for. Keep it the great work. Can't wait to see you take off. Appreciate that. Played for about four hours, and I went in objectively after hearing all the nitpicking everyone did. I must say I wanted to call out of work uh, with some things exploration are lacking but fun. Horizon Forbidden West option uh, was good. If you pick too much stuff up, it goes to your stash. Yeah, I mean, that could be a thing. I, that might be a little bit grating against the their RPG of it. Like, oh, I picked up a gun. <laughs> I don't have room, and it teleported to my ship. Um, that would be pretty nice though, but then all of a sudden your ship would be loaded down. Does your ship have, I'm imagining your ship has a limit, does it? Or can you just put everything you want on there? How do we feel about magic inventory systems? I mean, the reality is in any video game that you play, the inventory systems are not realistic. They're not. As soon as you have more than two guns 
and more than a, a small a small pile of rocks. It's unrealistic. It just is. Okay, the ship does have a limit. I assumed it did. I assumed that you, you would you would hit a certain point where you'd run out of space. So, but I mean, we have to admit that. Every single video game in existence that has an inventory system, the minute you get beyond a handful of items, it's unrealistic. I'm literally hauling around rocks, iron, and, <laughs> and busted up elements from the, the planets that I'm on. I mean, we that's, that's already unrealistic. So arguing the realism of it is stupid. Well, you couldn't carry that much. You couldn't carry how much the weight limit is to begin with. You, you couldn't. <laughs> As soon as you get out, as soon as you get past like two or three items, it's unrealistic. Yeah, I'm carrying around 14 microscopes, 10 styrofoam cups, eight guns, uh, you know, enough ammo for a small army, and uh, and you want to talk about realism? Like, come on, you know, you can teleport to your ship. Why not items? Oh, it does say teleport to your ship, doesn't it? Is that part of the lore? When it says that on the ma- on on the um, what do you pull up the surface map? I think you pull up in the surface map. Doesn't it say the words across the bottom? Teleport to your ship. I wonder is there lore around that? Are you quite literally using technology to teleport, or is that just like gamer gamer lingo? You know, are you teleporting or are you fast traveling? Question about the gunplay. If you're in a gunfight in a spacesuit. Does that mean everyone has one hit point? <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you're on the planets, they're not in spacesuits. Now, in some of the zero grav environments, they are, aren't they? Version broken. Yeah, you can teleport to your ship, you know? You can access your ship's cargo from the menu. Wait, you don't have to be at your ship to move the stuff to the cargo? I thought you had to do it in the ship, or at least in proximity of the ship. They're a junk shredder. If not, there should be. You can teleport only if you are not over-encumbered. So it's basically like fast travel. It's not, it's not, <laughs> you're not, you're not literally, you know, two to beam up, Scotty. A planet with unbreathable air gets shot once in the shoulder, Dead. Yeah, in all the gunfights I've been in, the people are in like normal clothes. They're not they're not roaming around in spacesuits. If you're overweight, you cannot teleport anywhere. Right, right, right. So it's essentially a fast travel. It's essentially just skipping the running and it's it's acting as though if you're at a certain weight, you can't do this. I think that makes sense. They're thinking the same as Maybe we get some sort of te- uh, teleportation technology. Oh yeah, people are war- you know wanting to have a way around it. Mackie with a ten dollars super chat. So I was looking into the negative Xbox site reviews. Unfortunately, gamers that play on PS review bomb the game. There's a perk you can use to increase the weight. I don't understand what you mean. Gamers that play on PlayStation, you understand you cannot review a game in the Xbox Store unless you like download it. So you think a bunch of place a bunch of PlayStation owners went and downvoted the game that's insane to say go read the reviews a lot of the reviews on the xbox storefront that are negative a lot of the people are trying to play on pc and they're having trouble like the top reviews are griping about pc issues it's not a bunch of playstation haters 
Somebody in my Discord literally went and sorted the reviews and looked at the one-star reviews on the Xbox storefront, and there were people having issues with their PC. That's... But that's not even review bombing. I don't think he meant to write... Did he mean to play... Did he mean to put PC instead of PlayStation? He put PS. That's not even review bombing. They're... They're not review bombing. The handful of negative reviews I read on the Xbox store... They seemingly are actually having problems with the game. There was a guy that gave it a 4 out of 5, and even he was like, he had to come back at like 30 hours. He's like, okay, it got better. He, he, had, he adjusted his score. The, I'm telling you, a lot of those low scores on, um, on Xbox, on the Xbox storefront, I'm, it's, I'm telling you, man, it's those Game Pass, it's those game pass people. They're installing it. They're playing for an hour or two, and they're like, "I this is not for me." Can't review on Steam unless you buy it. There is no way for me to leave a review, says Eugene. Yes, you have to. You you can't leave a review. Eugene can add it to his cart, buy it as a gift, add it to his wish list, or redeem a code. Anyone can review the game in the Xbox Store. Those reviews are like player Metacritic scores. No, they're not. That's simply false. What you're saying is not true. He, he's trying to right now and it won't let him review it he can add it to his cart buy it as a gift add it to his wish list you have to sign in to add a review wait do so you just need an account it was my understanding you had to have the game on Xbox so you think it got 5,000 reviews on the Xbox store and you think a groundswell of PlayStation users went, made accounts, and review bombed it. Somebody just this morning sorted by the one-star reviews and the people that were having issues were PC users saying that it was crashing and they were having issues with the game. That doesn't sound like people are review bombing it. If there are people doing it, I don't think they're the majority of the 5,000 reviews that are on there. That's ludicrous. Review bombing on Metacritic, sure. I think the Metacritic user score is going to be a joke. I think that hits at like 2 or 3 this afternoon Eastern time. Ponies would do that? Listen, I want you to consider... (laughs) I want you to consider something. I want you to consider something. It's dropping on Steam. Okay, it's dropped to an 83%. It started strong because most of the reviews day one were from people who had had early access and kept it. In the first 24 hours of early access, there was an 80,000 spike on requests for either refunds or help on Steam. There was about an 80,000 bump. I would not surprise me if a lot of those people were were refunding Starfield. Okay, they cannot leave a review. So early access cleaned out a lot of people that were like, I don't like this, give me a refund. They can now not leave a review. Okay? So Steam started out strong, 86. It's dropped to an 83. If you go globally, Steam review score is 79. And currently, currently, on Xbox, it's between a 75% and an 80. And you're like, it's getting review bombed. I don't think so. The Xbox score is within the same range as everywhere else. It is. The Xbox score is within the range it's scoring everywhere else. Steam somewhere between an 83 and a 78. It's uh, Xbox score on Metacritic is an 86. And then on the Xbox storefront, it's somewhere between a 75 and an 80. 
Oh, it's getting review bombed. Are you sure about that? Because I feel like this game is landing between mid 70s, mid 80s, virtually everywhere. That that's not earth shattering or upsetting. That's just where the game is landing. I think that's where good games land. Excellent games land in the high 80s, low 90s, right? If you can squeak into the low 90s, you are excellent. You are that's a great game. When you hang out in the mid 80s and down, that's a good game. Now once you drop out of the 70s, that's probably a bad game. That's a lot of people lowering the score if you fall out of the 70s. I I think this game is a good game. Technically anybody with an account can leave a review. It looks like it asks you where you played. I don't think people would bother with that much. The the idea that a bunch of PlayStation users are clamoring to the Xbox score to review bomb it. Listen, listen to me. It's getting roughly the same score on Xbox that it is everywhere else. And a lot of the one-star reviews on Xbox are PC users that are citing problems that they're having. Now, that could be... That could be people that are using the Xbox store and there could be some kind of a conflict. Steam is not complaining about that. I'm not seeing anybody in the Steam storefront in large numbers complaining about Steam problems. I'm just, I'm not seeing it. No, hang on a minute. Reckless Gambit has a screenshot. You need to own this product to rate or review it on Xbox. Right here. There's only 5,000 reviews there. A bombing effort would have way more. L- hang on. Look at this screenshot. Th- you apparently have to have... You have apparently have to own the game on Xbox. I got a screenshot to show you. Hang on. I got to switch the cap card. Look. You need to own this product to rate or review. Y'all are running, y'all are running, (laughs) y'all are running fake news on me. Every time we fact check this stuff, it always turns out to be false. The batting average of these types of claims are ludicrous. You can't just run, make an Xbox account and review bomb this thing. It simply isn't possible. These are people that own the product or they're on Game Pass, right? And then that, that counts as owning it. It basically acts as if you own it. So it has a 3.6. That's, what is that? Like a 77? 76 or a 77? You got to take 3.6 and divide it by 5. I'm sorry, that's a 72%. That's a 72%. It currently has a 72% on the Xbox storefront. Come on, dude. You you should be asking why. We just switched ingest servers. I hate when they do that. I hate when they do that. I'm telling you, they just put us on the rotator on YouTube's gaming front, and when they do that, they switch ingest servers. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, we went from like 82 viewers to like eight 880 viewers, and they just switched ingest servers on us. They used to do the same stupid thing on Twitch. Hey, you're having a good day. What if we disconnect you and reconnect you? Just leave me where I am. Goodness gracious. That is so irritating. 
Every time we have a big day where we have quick viewership all of a sudden, I swear to you, they're putting us on that front rotator, and then they then they switch ingest servers. I don't need to switch ingest servers. Just leave me where I am. I've got a good connection and good bitrate. Gee, Christmas. We're going to need some help. We're going to need some help. Because that's going to cause the viewership to spike, and it's not real. And then... We're going to drop back down. So I'm going to need a ton of likes and maybe some gifted members because that always hurts us when they freaking do that. I'm so dadgum tired of that. Just leave me on the ingest server that I'm on. (laughs) Goodness gracious. What are your thoughts on shipbuilding specifically when you build your ship but you can't see the interior? You snap together. You can't test how it flies before leaving the editor. Um... Yeah, I mean, hang on a second. Let me open the door to the office. It's another one of those days where the the AC's not cycling because it's not it's not hot outside. Well, for starters, we can put to bed the idea that people are review bombing this game. Like, just stop, okay? Just stop. That's not happening. I, I don't see any evidence that that's happening. Okay. Charles Streaming with a five spot, Brightside gifted, I'm sorry, with five gifted members, and Brightside bumps it from 18 to 19. Thank you guys so much. That will definitely help, because it, goodness gracious, F that blip. Yeah, if you guys have any audio issues or any reverberations like blips and stuff, just, just, you'll have to refresh. I'm really sorry when that happens. I have no, I have no control over it. I can't tell them to like, hey, don't do that. I'm, I'm good where I am. The fake 10 out of 10s are really what need to be addressed. I want to address this thing about shipbuilding. I have not engaged with it. I don't think it is at all something I will spend any time on. Because your ship doesn't matter. It just doesn't. It's cool. It's super cosmetic. I've seen some pretty cool looking ships. I have. I have. Stone Spire bumps the line to 20. Thank you so much. That's a 5 bomb layup right there for 25. I've seen some really cool-looking ships. I have. But who cares? The ship, like, the the way that I'm playing, the ship is superfluous to the experience. It just doesn't matter. It's a Lego set. It means nothing. Yeah, it just really doesn't matter. The the flight is so not important. You can fast travel everywhere. You don't have to, you you don't have to go in the ship almost at all. It, It just, it just is not central like I thought it was going to be it just isn't and that's a bummer to me it really is because you don't do, you don't do anything in it you go in it and then you push a couple buttons and you fly somewhere and then you land I mean Maddie plays himself said that ship flight is more like an interactive menu Alex slams home the five bomb layup to 25. There it is. Thank you so much, Alex. And another five from Zach. He says, you know what? Let's just tag team this. That takes it to 30. That's actually a wonderful baton pass. Now, that's a 20 bomb layup. 20 would bring us home to 50. We'll see if any of the big boys feel like flexing today. That's a fair point. Could see if someone was wanting to focus on space combat and they would spend more time with it. But the space combat's a joke. It's a joke. Like, I've seen the footage. It's like, 
It doesn't, it, there's nothing to it at all. I think the power management system in the ship is really cool. It really reminds me of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter way back in the day where you could navigate where your power goes, forward shields, back shields, you could distribute to both. Like, I definitely think that that's cool, but I haven't seen anything that justifies me spending a bunch of time with it. It just doesn't seem to make much sense. Like, if you're going to get in some ship fights, maybe. But that's not what I wanted to do. Like, if you're just wanting to build a really cool and really big ship, there's no... It's like, why? What's the point? I mean, obviously, for maybe storage... Like I said in my show open, I could see expanding the ship for the internals, for the staff, so that I get all the benefits of having those staff and those stations and stuff. But... I just don't see the point after that. It's like, okay, does it change my experience flying around? Not really. Does it change my experience with what I can do, missions I can go on? I mean, maybe. There might be missions like cargo missions and stuff, but I don't want to get into the combat. I wasn't interested in that. I don't like the combat in No Man's Sky. I'm like, that's not why I'm playing this game. I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not in here for dogfights. You know? There's a ton of missions where you must dogfight. Are they side missions or are they main missions? Because if they're side missions, I wouldn't do them. I wouldn't go on to a ship fighting quest line. I'm not interested in that at all. Build the ship for more inventory space. Yeah, ships are just flying bases. You really have to use tight turns and power management to get in behind ships and chase them and attack them from the rear like a real dogfight. What else do you want to do in space? I thought building the Starship Enterprise would be really exciting because I thought there was going to be a lot of space flight that mattered. If you're not interested in combat, the space flight is quite literally superfluous. You're not doing anything. You're not traveling. You're not getting close to the planets. You're not flying around the planets. Think about what they do in Star Trek. They go to an area, they get within orbit of the planet, they're doing scans, they're going around, they're doing all this stuff. They're not just like sitting there floating, and they're also not always in a fight. They're you know they're they're a space exploration vessel. They're not they're not they're, they have great weapons, but they're not a military vessel. You're not doing anything. It it's. I want to explore anomalies using inverse tachyon pulses or some other BS. It's not elite. Right, when I saw the space flight in the first showcase and in the Starfield Direct, I thought space flight was going to be more than you're floating in this contained area, you can fight a couple of ships, and that that's pretty much it. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not interested in fighting, it doesn't really seem like it's worth messing with. From what I've seen in space fighting, it's boring. Yeah, the space fighting, I think the coolest aspect of it is the power management. Like, you're having to manage the power systems, and I love that layer. For the for the people that are getting into the combat, I think that's really cool. But I, I didn't see anything outside of that that looked that looked exciting or innovative. It just looked very slow. And it looked it looked like the same things that bother me in No Man's Sky's combat. It looked kind of similar. I'm like, just the slow turning. And the constantly being like, 
Okay, now they're past me. I gotta slowly turn. There they are. I'm shooting at them. They're shooting at me. Okay, they flew past me. Okay, I gotta slowly turn again. I, that's what I saw. I saw people saying, look how much fun I'm having with, with, with fighting in my ship. And I was like, that looks like all the things that drive me crazy in No Man's Sky. It doesn't look intense. It looks irritating. It looks sludge-like. I mean, again, maybe it gets better with time if you really invest in a dogfighter and speed and engines. That was not what I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to build the Starship Enterprise. I'm going to have a whole crew. We're going to go out here and explore the galaxy. And since exploration takes somewhat of a backseat, and I'm primarily questing, the, the ship is sort of... It's just like a decoration at that point. Like, you see what I'm saying? It all comes down to how you play, and the game seems to be promoting, at least from where I sit, it's really promoting and pushing me towards just sort of linearly playing this like a traditional RPG and 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 that's it. And in the in the in the space aspect of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't I don't think this is all that it's cracked up to be. I'm navigating the entire game through the menus at this point. Where do I have to go? Cool. I go to my menu, I say plot a course or I say show on the map. I'm not even getting in my ship. It's just more effective to not do that. I don't want to run all the way back, loading screen into the ship, loading screen to take off, loading screen to travel, loading screen to land. Like That's four loading screens I can skip by being like, go back to the lodge, no problem. Show on map, land. And bing, I'm there. You see what I'm saying? Like I just... And again, if you're playing differently than me, man, great. Have a ball. I'm not telling you how to play. I'm saying that's how I started to enjoy the game. I just had to let go of the idea of it's going to be exciting to be in space and fly around. No, not really. It's it's not. It's it's pretty much uh, it's it's like an interactive menu like Maddie Play says. You're just kind of in 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 space and you turn your ship and you see a little icon, and you press on the icon, and and then you fly, and then you're all of a sudden now you're now you're in front of a planet. Okay, there's a little icon on the planet. Okay, click on that, and it oh I've landed. I don't need to do that eighteen hundred times. I don't need to do that. Like the okay, so let's let's go back in time. Around the time that it became known that you couldn't take off and land on the planets. There were a lot of people that would say, well, that just gets really old. Who cares about that? I don't want to do that every time I come to a planet. Okay. Eh, at one level, I think you're right. At one level, I think you're right. I do. I do get to that place sometimes in No Man's Sky where I'm like, eh, I'm... I don't feel like doing that. I just wish I could fast travel, right? But that's the way the game is. So I fly up and I go to the, you know, the space station. And then maybe I fast travel to another place or whatever, right? Well, if that gets kind of old, well, I mean, so does daisy chaining loading screens together to get to where I'm trying to go. You see, I think that I'll be honest with you. I think this is in at some level this is new territory because most games have no problem with saying, "Hey, you're here. 
you're here you need to go there okay cool and you run and then you hold a button down on a door and floop and it loads you into the new region the new biome the new whatever right if it's not some like massively open world or whatever I do think space travel poses a problem how do you make space travel like how do you streamline space travel that's like saying how do you streamline traveling by train If you were playing a game where getting around, you constantly had to use a train system, that's hard, that's hard to make that fun and exciting. I, I think we're all sort of, we romanticize space travel, but the reality of space travel is not that exciting. Do you know what I'm saying? I think this is a challenge for space games that want to do what Starfield and No Man's Sky and some of these others are attempting to do because you gotta figure out how to get me from this planet in this system to this planet in this system and it's gotta be cool and if it's not cool, well then it's just a loading screen I'm just gonna fast travel I don't think this problem's unique to Starfield I don't I don't think this problem's unique to, uh, to Starfield, even in No Man's Sky there are times where it's like Okay, I came all the way here. I got to take off. I got to go back up. I got to pulse engine to the other planet. I got to land on the other planet, right? I will say, I will say the way that No Man's Sky does it, it's, uh, it's a little bit more romantic, right? <laughs> it's a little, uh... It's a little cooler. It is. I I think I can say that. But in Starfield, it's uh it's a little more utilitarian. You know? It's kind of like a truck. It gets you there. It just isn't the smoothest ride. <laughs> it just isn't the smoothest ride. It's like well, how do I get there? Well, you go into your menu, uh, you go to missions, uh, you go to show on map, and uh, you fast travel. Okay, that's not not very immersive that feels like i'm constantly in a menu is there another way to do it yeah um you can run all the way to your ship and loading screen to get into the ship loading screen to take off loading screen to travel to the next system loading screen to land on the planet that you're trying to get to oh that doesn't sound much better it's just you see i'm saying it's just a little bit more uh it's just lacking in the the immersion, the magic, the oh, it's 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 more utilitarian. Now that's not a problem if you play the game on its terms. If you're sort of like, well, I've got a lot to do, I've got a lot of missions to run, I'm just gonna fast travel. And if you start playing in that way, I think you're gonna probably have more fun. I think. Have you played any of the Mass Effect games, and if so, how do you think those compare to Starfield? I'll be honest with you, if Mass Effect dropped today, right? If Mass Effect drops today, I think they'd have to rethink some of the way that you navigate around. I mean, I do. I mean that. I don't think you could have a Mass Effect land today and do it exactly the same way. You'd have to reconsider some of those systems. You have to modernize some of it. You can't just be like, yep, here's Mass Effect. It functions exactly as it always has. I think people would say, 
you didn't modernize any of this it's just it's exactly the same as it's always been it's just prettier i think you'd have to modernize some of it i don't think you have to completely change the core elements of the game do we look at any other game type and not see modernization are you getting the super chats oh did i skip some super chats hang on Oh, it was just the one that I missed. Fozimoto with a two-spot. The only load screen should be jumping systems. I mean, that's basically how it works in No Man's Sky. The only time you really encounter a lengthy loading screen is when you're jumping systems. That's that's correct. Um, that is, uh, that's, that's correct. I think that that is a... Again, there's design choices that are made in games like this. I don't necessarily think that this game needed to be just like No Man's Sky. I don't think it needed to be. I I don't think that we... I think comparing it to No Man's Sky is fair sometimes. But I think the No Man's Sky comparisons, I just think they go too far. They just go too far because there's so many things that I can do in Starfield that I cannot do in No Man's Sky. Like, just what I'm doing here in this shot. Hang on, that's the cap card's all wrong. There we go. This is what I'm doing here. I'm in a building. I'm roaming around with a gun. I'm looting corpses, right? I think I hack it. I think I, I, I think I pick this lock in this safe, and then they get really angry at me. I just save their freaking lives, and they won't give me any money, right? You can't do this in No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, you're going to go into a building. It's going to be very basic, very copy-paste. It's going to be something that feels very familiar, and there might be a couple of things that you can interact with in a in extremely basic ways so i mean you got to be careful when you compare this to no man's sky because i think you can extend what is a i think a helpful comparison it's like well i think it's helpful to compare like space travel because i do think that is a significant aspect of this game that falls short but I don't think we can go beyond that. Like, No Man's Sky just does everything better. Well, no, because it's not even trying to do what Starfield's trying to do in many aspects. Like, No Man's Sky makes no effort to do some of those things. It makes no effort to to create, you know, questing, deep questing and deep dialogue and deep RPG systems. It doesn't. It doesn't even attempt those things. I really like the lock picking game. I do. I think it's fun. The game is Fallout in space, no more, no less. That will work for some and not for others. The marketing had us anticipating a game that they were not actually making. Lance says in the members-only Discord, he says, No Man's Sky has a superior space exploration and fleet building. Starfield is better terrain explorer and questing game. I don't know about terrain explorer. The vehicles and, 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 and terrain exploration in No Man's Sky is... Uh, and it's scanner... And it, <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think the terrain exploration in No Man's Sky is... Uh, I think it's better. <laughs> the running around with your jetpack and the stamina systems in Starfield, I, it makes navigating terrain really unenjoyable. <laughs> it may, it's really unenjoyable, dude. You know, I didn't even travel very far, and I was like, oh, this is not fun. <laughs> Like, running the length of a football field, running the length of a football field is just, it's its just tiring and tedious. It's like, come on, man. 
Hey, I, mean, I need to be able to go a little bit faster here, or maybe maybe give me a little bit more stamina. <laughs> you know, I got banned from the Xbox Series X subreddit for saying it's a solid seven point five. If you like Bethesda games, you'll like this game. Apparently, they say that's dooming. <laughs> uh, sorry for the extra post. I suck at typing. No worries. You said. YouTuber did a side-by-side of Starfield and No Man's Sky, and it takes longer in Starfield than No Man's Sky to get in your ship and get off a planet status. The reason Starfield does not allow you to take off and land is due to the way the planet is created via blocks. Well, we, we understand. I think we have a better picture of why you don't take off and land. I don't need to take off and land. I've always defended that. I'm like, you don't need to do that in Starfield. Go back when that was first learned. I defended Starfield and I said, we don't need to land and take off. That's totally fine. And I referenced Mass Effect. I said, you can have a perfectly fine space exploration RPG without, you know, landing and taking off. I, in that situation and in that context, I assumed that we were going to have more exploration emphasis once I was on the ground. Do you understand? I I actually don't care about the landing and the taking off. I feel that emphasis on exploration, this is how I said it in the show open. Exploration's more of a side thing. It's more additive. I thought it was going to be more central. That's why I wanted to build the Starship Enterprise. I told people, I said, when I saw that footage and they were like, you can add staff to your ship. I was like, that's, dude, I want to be Captain Picard. That's going to be awesome. I'm going to have like all these people working for me you know, doing all this stuff. And then the game comes out and it's like, well, it's a little bit more of a traditional linear RPG, space exploration sort of additive. It's sort of a side thing. Now, if you accept that and you play the game on its terms, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, again, think expectations are everything. So many of us went into this thinking that's going to be one of the central driving pieces of Starfield. I even read a review earlier this morning of a guy that gave it a 4 out of 5. He's having a good time and even he said exploration's just really not a focus. It just isn't. And I think accepting that is part of getting over it, if that makes sense. Fast traveling one menu to another is not exploration. This is not open world. Each world is a small town at most paper thin no underground elements no space exploration it's all cosmetic the reason landing manually is better even if it takes longer is because the amount of time the game is out of your control and what that does to the immersion experience I think that's well stated solemn I think that's well stated you start to feel like you're just sort of sitting back like I acquiesced I I let go of things I wanted to do. I changed the way I'm playing the game. That's why I'm having a better time. And I do think at some level, I'm letting the game drive. I am. I'm letting the game drive. It doesn't... That's not unparalleled freedom. The game is dictating how often I have to stop and manage my storage. How often I have to stop and manage my ammo economy. The game is dictating how I travel, how I get from place to place. There's a clip floating around of Shroud, and he's saying that the reason he thinks Baldur's Gate 3 is the game of the decade is he said in 80 hours, there was only twice where he was like, I want to do it this way. And the game was like, no, you can't. He said two times in about 80 hours, 
was he sort of met with a you can't do that all the other times he thought up of, of a unique solution to something or something he just wanted to try he was able to do it and Starfield at, at every turn is like no you can't no 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 and I think that is that is not a problem if you sort of accept that the game kind of has an on-rails feel, it's like you aren't really going to explore and go to the far reaches of every planet you land on. There's no reason to. You're n- not really going to want to build the Starship Enterprise and explore the far reaches of space because flying, if you're not really focused on combat, flying around doesn't serve much of a purpose. It really doesn't. Your your ship is more of a cosmetic extension of your player. Um you know that is that's what I that's what today is about how to enjoy this game well you got to accept the game on its terms and that i think means letting go of a lot of things i i that's not me simping for the game that's me saying i got to a place where i think i could go the distance with this game and play its campaign and have a good time and I got there by letting go of a lot of my expectations and a lot of what I wanted to do and playing the game in a more traditional, linear way. And if you play it that way, then if you play it that way, a lot of those things will feel additive and maybe even enhancing. You know, the RPG systems, the skill tree, the the weapons, the itemization, you know, the conversations you can have. Um, you know, I think that I think that those things might start to feel more additive and more enhancing. You know. As opposed to wanting them to be central. Does that make sense? I saw a really great video of a guy right here. Uh, you can see me stealing these cred sticks. And what they did was is they put like a, a Tupperware container on the floor and they used another piece to scrape them off of the table. And there were all these cred sticks. It was in like, I, I don't know what it was, like a hideout or something. It looked like a poker table. And they had scraped all the cred sticks off the table into the container so they could pick up the container and not steal them and they took the container to a part of the building where they weren't registering as stolen and then they were able to grab them all I was like that, that's the kind of stuff that I think is fun to discover, right? I think those are the moments that are, that are very Bethesdian in the best, in the best sense of the term that's very Bethesdian like putting a bucket on a guy's head and stealing him that doesn't work in this game by the way <laughs> <laughs> the old bucket robbery you know unfortunately for Starfield Baldur's Gate which came out right before is mostly a game where if you think it you can likely do it Starfield seems that way but it's not correct correct if this would have been billed more like an outer worlds more like a fallout I think it would be faring better with folks like myself I do. I do, because I would have gone in and been like, hey man, I thought Fallout 4 was great. I played it to completion. I played the Far Harbor DLC. I would have been like, let's go. That sounds awesome. But it wasn't really billed like, oh yeah, this is going to play a lot like Fallout and Outer Worlds. It was billed like, 
this is No Man's Sky meets Skyrim. This is No Man's Skyrim. And that sounds ambitious. That sounds like a dream game. That sounds like a Goldilocks game. That sounds like a play the rest of my life game, the way that people have played Skyrim. That's what it felt like. I said, this could be a Skyrim moment for Bethesda. I, I, I believed that. I did. I was like, yeah, they, this could absolutely be a watershed moment for them. You know, but the closer we got to release, the more it seemed like something something doesn't seem right here, right? Something doesn't seem to be stacking up, adding up. It seems like there's some issues here. If if I had to play this on my PC because of, of performance issues on Series X and I still got No Man's Skyrim, I would be elated. I would be getting a rig for my living room. I would. Because I told people after the Starfield Direct, I was like, ah... We might be looking at game of the year. I was like, if they can nail performance, we might be looking at game of the year. Well, a way for me to eat around some of the performance issues is just to play on PC. I've not had any issues. I, you know, I set everything to medium. I turn occlusion to low because that's always like a frame eater. You liked Fallout 4? Yes, I did. I liked Fallout 4 quite a bit. That was one of the, I, I played that game a lot and I played Far Harbor. I don't know the hours I have in Fallout 4. I'd have to go boot up my Xbox account and check. I don't know if you can check that. I feel performance got worse yesterday when the whole world was playing. I've had people say their performance suffers the longer they play. There have been people having issues with like their Xboxes shutting off and stuff. I'm not trying to doomsday scare you or anything. I've, I've seen people say that. I've seen people that are like really enjoy the game that are like, the further I've gotten in the game, I'm having, I'm having worse issues. Fallout 4 is not bad. I defended Fallout 4 in a lot of previous streams because people were like, the game was so bad the modders saved it. I was like, no it wasn't. I played it on my Xbox and I had a perfectly fine time. I said the same thing with uh, with Skyrim. I said the same thing with Skyrim. I was like, bug says the bug says the the modders had to save the game. I was like, brother, I played Skyrim on my Xbox and had a perfectly fine time. I mean, again, again, the, the false narrative that I'm a Starfield hater and an Xbox hater, you, if, I'm telling you, if you take the time to go back and watch all my Starfield coverage, I've spent way more time defending the game. It's just I won't kiss the ring and lick the boot. And because I won't do that and be like, it's amazing, it's 9 out of 10, it's perfect. Because I won't do that, I'm a hater. It's like, you literally can't criticize this game, can't say anything negative about it at all. You'll get, you'll get ruthlessly attacked. It's, it's, it's one of the strangest things I think I've ever seen. And the weird false victimhood thing. People are like, why are so many people hating on Starfield? Why do I get harassed on Twitter because I don't love the game? Why? Like Critical said, the game's a cure for insomnia. I've seen that sentiment echoed quite a bit. Oh, is that what Charlie said? Dr. Disrespect says space combat in Starfield is super fun. Is he is is he being satirical or is he being for real in that clip? Eugene says, I think Star Wars Outlaws is going to end up showing up what a highly curated space adventure will be. And No Man's Sky shows us what a space sandbox can be. And Starfield lands somewhere in between. It's a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I think that's fair. No, Lono, you just kiss the ring or else you will be subjected to ponydom. Oh, it's satirical. He's getting demolished and raging. Yeah, the turning speed is such... I always have that problem in No Man's Sky. I always have that problem in No Man's Sky. I just... The turning speed is... It's like... 
It's like you're just getting shot. <laughs> like you're just getting shot. Just endlessly. Just, en- just endlessly. <laughs> uh, what do you think Phil Spencer meant by saying that Starfield's more like Oblivion than Skyrim? I don't know. Uh, what was the, What was he saying in the clip? Did he go? Did he go into detail about what he meant? Wasn't he talking about the RPG systems? I feel like he was talking about the RPG systems. I don't necessarily think he was saying, um, like on the whole, it's going to be like Oblivion more than Skyrim. I felt like he was kind of commenting commentating on this, the uh, the RPG systems. Turn speed in No Man's Sky is quick if you upgrade the engines. That's what's always so irritating. There's a bat crack down there, dude, and I can't get it. Well, that's the thing in No Man's Sky. Is that if I don't want to get into combat, I'm not going to invest in any of that stuff. And then you get attacked by pirates, and you're like, oh, for frick's sake. Like, it's like... You know what I mean? It's like highway robbery, and I'm in a semi-truck. I don't stand a chance. I don't stand a chance, bro. You're like... Well, if you drove a Corvette, it's like, well, I'm not in a Corvette. I'm in a semi-truck. I'm in a big tanker for hauling stuff. I didn't build my ship for that, you know? So when those pirates show up, it's a done deal. <laughs> I can't I can't get away. I'm too slow. They turned on that auto-aim feature that made a huge difference. It made it a little bit more easy street. I don't want to fight in that game. That's why I get annoyed by it. Iron Hand with a $2 tip. Have you tried Star Citizen Space Flight? No. There is only one thing that, one word that defines Starfield outdated. Um. I mean, I definitely feel like it's a game stuck in time to a certain degree. And I think that's where the Bethesdian bias comes in. I think that the Bethesdian bias is pretty strong for a lot of the high scores, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think when you are a Bethesda fan, you're going to see things differently, right? Like, I'm a big fan of my daughter, right? I think she's awesome. I think she's beautiful and strong and super sweet. And when she does something fairly minor in a soccer game that we've been working on, I feel like I'm going to explode because I'm so excited. She got her first goal, first game of the season, and she got it because she stayed after the ball. That's something we've been working on. Children at her age tend to kick the ball one time, almost away from themselves, because they, they, they're, that's what they think. They're, like, afraid of it. And... She's she was continuing to work on that. She's a great defender, but it's like you as an when you go on offense, that ball is yours. It needs to be glued to your ankles, and if it gets away from you, you need to act like your ankles are going to explode if you don't get close to that ball again. And that's why she scored. I was like, stay after it, and she ran after the ball instead of just kicking it once, and she kicked it in. I felt like I was going to explode, right? Well, why? Well, I have a strong bias. <laughs> The average person watching that game did not feel what I felt. They didn't. The average person watching that game was like, oh, that's a pretty good goal. You know? She's nine. The goalie's asleep. <laughs> that was a pretty good goal. Not bad. 
I'm over there like, bah! like I'm, I'm coming out of my skin. So th- you can't stop that. That's something that kind of happens to you organically, right? If you've played Skyrim 18 times and Fallout 4 and, and you know everything there is to know about these games, you can't undo that. It's baked into you, right? It's, it's, it's totally baked in to you. And that is 100% going to affect how you judge the game. I think people get upset when you try to pinpoint that. You're like, well, a lot of these, a lot of these reviews, there's a very clear, there's a very, very clear Bethesda bias. That's not a slam. It's like, I just think you need to see that for what it is. And you know what I did? I tried to tap into the Bethesda bias. I was like, okay, I'm going to let this game be its own game. I'm going to let this game kind of be its own thing on its own terms. And that's when I started enjoying it. That's when I started enjoying the game. Instead of saying, I really wanted No Man's Skyrim, what I got was Fallout in Space. Okay? And rather than try to browbeat the game into No Man's Skyrim, I just said, I'm going to play it like it's Fallout in space. And that's when I started having a better time. I don't think I'm being negative. I don't think I'm being a hater. I think I'm saying, if you can recalibrate, I think you can enjoy this game. I think you can have a fun time. Some people can't recalibrate. They just can't do it. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go the distance. I may, I may hit enough rough edges and get frustrated enough to be like, nah, I'm good. I got Jedi Survivors finally playable, and I'm absolutely, I am loving that game. I am so, so pleased to be to be in that game. It's giving me something to play while I wait for them to patch Final Fantasy 16's performance mode, right? And so, to me, to me, I don't know if I'm going to be able to recalibrate and go the distance, but I'm going to try again today. We're going to do another gameplay stream, and I'm going to try again to just, okay, I'm playing this like it's Fallout in space. Digital Foundry says Baldur's Gate 3 on PlayStation 5 is effectively the PC version running at ultra settings. Uh, Ollie Mac puts the game through the paces, and yes, we tested Act 3. I love how everybody is screenshotting one section of the game where the frame rate drops, and they're like, they're trying to act like that Baldur's Gate 3 is terrible on the PlayStation 5. If you're worried about that one time that Baldur's Gate 3 frame rate drops on the PS5, you better buckle the frick up. Because it's coming to the Series S. <laughs> you bet. You better buckle the frick up. I think my favorite thing about the Baldur's Gate 3 hate right now from like the hardcore Xbox fans, it's like, hey, buddy. You, you need to be reminded about something. You're getting that game in a couple of months. You going to keep that same energy? I don't think you will. I don't think you will. <laughs> like one screenshot of a frame rate drop. It's like, there's plenty of screenshots of frame rate drops in Starfield. That doesn't mean Starfield runs at 17 FPS. <laughs> Uh, 
Can you believe the split screen's only 30 FPS? Trash console. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't see it it's like you know Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to your system right you know they dropped feature parody right are you sure you want to say this right now you sure this is the narrative you want to run okay <laughs> all right you go girl <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like it I love watching it I love it. I love watching dishonest hypocrites. It's like my favorite thing. It's like watching a really, really stupid dog on a leash just running full speed. You're like, <laughs> watch this. Burn! And then all of a sudden, they just gets yanked back. Like, you idiots. The game's coming to your system. <laughs> the game's coming to your system. The game of the year. Oh, golly. <laughs> Epic receipt pulls incoming. Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. You playing it Friday night? Yeah, a little bit of a, uh, an update about this Friday night. I will be on Crossfire with Mooch from 7 to 9, and then Madam and I will be playing Baldur's Gate 3 at 9. I told him I got a hard out at 9. I'm not doing this drift into 9.30 thing, Mooch. Mooch! You hear me, Mooch? <clears throat> I love him, but that show never ends on time. I'm, I'm, I know I don't start on time. <laughs> but come on, Mooch. We gotta end on time so I can go hang out with members and play Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> so that's this Friday night. Mooch and Weapon Wheel have been trying to have me on, and it just hasn't lined up. And I got tired of telling him no. I was like, ah, I keep telling him no. I want to be on... So I was like, okay, this is the perfect week. Because Baldur's Gate 3, basically what we'll do is, is we'll cut out the talk show on Friday nights, like when Madam and I sit and talk to you. We'll just cut that out, and we'll like jump right into Baldur's Gate 3. It should be fun. Is it confirmed they're working on frame rate issues for Final Fantasy 16? They said they were going to. They said, rest assured, we're going to work on the performance uh, mode issues. They said that. So... I hope so. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hope so. Gonna laugh so hard if a D&D game win- wins game of the year. Get ready to laugh. It's happening. Here's a section of the game where I think you can start to see some of the charm of the open world, but you can also see some of the just the it's there it's it's cool and yet it's also sort of like okay it just doesn't i'm not quite sure how to describe it i think some of it is the graphics some of it is like the way foliage and and lighting interact there's like a i don't know there's a flatness to it there's a blandness to it i don't kind of washed out a teeny bit i mean it's the desert sure but even when I go to the more vibrant areas. But the game shines once I get away from this. Right? The game the game shines when I when I get away from this. When I get to the next area and I get in some fights. That's when I feel like the game shines. 
Um, hope you and Madam enjoy it. Performance patch DLC and New Game Plus sounds like the perfect trio for another Final Fantasy 16 playthrough. Yeah, I'm just I would love for them to to land the performance patch before that, but if it lands with the DLC, so be it. I mean, that'll be a perfect reason for me to go back to the game, finish it and then play a DLC. I'm loving the game. I just Jedi Survivor runs immaculately well, and it's like I'd rather play that than than play Final Fantasy 16 and just accept the the bad frame rates in the exploration areas. Low res capture. I'm running it at 1440. I mean, I know I'm streaming at 1080, but I'm running the game at 1440. The game graphically on Xbox doesn't compare to the PC version. Yeah, I don't, um, I mean, I'll say it. Yes, Final Fantasy 16 surprised me. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the story, the combat. I did not think that game was going to land on me at all. I thought I'd play it once and put, excuse me, and put it down. Um, so as far as most played games on Xbox, that list, I don't think Starfield stays very high for very long. I'm, I'm dead serious. I don't think this game has legs with the Xbox community. I don't think it does. It's not, it's not scoring well. 5,000 scores on its launch date and it's landing at like a 3.6. Um, I think they, the, the, the game, I think the game opener is going to murder this thing on Xbox. I really think so. I think the first, the first two to 10 hours makes this game a really hard sell to the game pass crowd. I do. Um, I think you're about to see some pretty hard lessons learned that when you turn gaming into something sort of disposable, sort of throw it over your shoulder who buys games right who buys games try them out and then throw them away I think you're, I think there's going to be some hard lessons learned um, I just don't think this game lands very strong and for very long with the Xbox community uh, you got to make a good first impression you're darn right you're darn right. I cited a bunch of games in my show open. I said, I've played Elden Ring for hundreds of hours. I've played Ghost of Tsushima for over 60. I've put almost 50 hours into Hellblade. I completed Fallout 4 and did Far Harbor. I completed Skyrim and went back to it. Like, I never once had to be convinced to keep going in those games. It gets better. They were great from moment one. I had the itch to go back to those games from moment one. And it's like, well, it's a game you have to put a lot of hours into. You mean like Elden Ring? You mean like Skyrim? You mean like Fallout 4? Games I completed? Games I poured lots and lots of hours into? I I put tons of hours into those games, and I didn't have to be convinced to do that. I just did it. It's the day after launch date in Starfield's number five on Top Played. Like, it can't even surpass Rainbow Six Siege. I just, I'm telling you, I don't think that game lasts very long with the Xbox community. We are literally within the 24-hour launch of Starfield, and it's not the number one played game on Xbox. That's insane to me. That's insane. It's, It's in the fifth position. It's got less people playing it than Rainbow Six Siege. Now, Call of Duty and Fortnite and Roblox, I... Those are hard to contend with, but in the wake of the launch, 
in the wake of the launch? Do you remember when people telling me this game was going to chart top three in sales? Do you remember people told me that this game was going to be the most played game or it was going to hit crazy player numbers? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's doing fine. It's not doing bad, but it's the day after it launched and it's not even the most played game on Xbox, dude. Yeah, they said they hit a million concurrent players across all platforms. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. What was the peak on Steam? 260,000. I'm supposed to believe another 750,000 people booted up uh, on a <laughs> on PC, PC, Xbox storefront and, and Xbox. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that, dude. That's a lot of that. <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot more people, dude. It just didn't seem like it had momentum on PC, and I know PC is not the be-all, end-all, but it's a barometer of player response. Seven hundred and fifty thousand people are playing on Xbox. I don't know. And a million concurrent. I want you to think about something. That's a million concurrent players across PC, Xbox, the PC, Xbox store, the Xbox user base, and Steam. Baldur's Gate 3 got there almost on their own on one platform. Just by way of comparison, right? Like, Baldur's Gate 3 got to almost a million by itself and that was one platform that it's currently at 400k how do you know that there's 219,000 people playing on steam where are you getting 400,000 you're telling me that another 180 people are playing 180,000? D4 averages 300 to 400,000 daily as a dead game. You mean 300 to 400,000 concurrent peak? Is that what you're saying? That's not total players, is it? Cyberpunk got over a million on Steam. a million on Xbox or Game Pass because Game Pass is split between platforms including Samsung TVs apparently but not mine that's all platforms a million concurrent across all platforms yes he's saying at one point across all platforms there was a million people playing yeah I listen when you're getting a 3.6 on your home turf platform out of 5,000 reviews, I don't believe that. I don't believe that number for a second. I don't. People were clamoring to give it middling and low scores in the Xbox storefront. 
and we're supposed to believe that 750,000 people boot up and played? They were the reviews are bad on Xbox's storefront. They're not good. There's a lot of one stars. A lot of people on PC were having problems. The one million is easily doable. It's on Game Pass. I, it's the concurrent that that it's the concurrent that I struggle with because it's not scoring well on the Xbox storefront. 5,000 people have already reviewed it. So let me get this straight. Hang on. Let's really think about this. 750,000 people played it on Xbox. Only 5,000 people reviewed it? Only 5,000? And that's where it's scoring? It hit 260,000 on Steam, and Steam has way more reviews. Like, make sense of that to me. Please, please make sense of that. There apparently were 750,000 people playing at a single time on the Xbox platform across either PC or the consoles, and it got 5,000 reviews, and a a, a fraction of that played on Steam. Only 250,000 concurrent on Steam, and it has way more reviews. Come on. That just seems weird to me. You had three times the amount of players on Xbox, and only 5,000 people left reviews. (laughs) I I don't know I don't know what to tell you if you're having issues with buffering try lowering quality I don't stream I don't stream at like a particularly high high resolution and I also don't stream at like the low latency so you shouldn't have many issues Who goes to the PlayStation Store to review PlayStation games? It's the same. Console users don't review. This isn't Steam. I mean, Cliffo, I definitely think there is a cultural difference between Steam users and Xbox users. I'll readily admit that. I don't have any problem admitting that. Okay. But when you have three, uh, allegedly three times the amount of people playing... 23,000 people have reviewed the game on Steam. 23,000. Allegedly, Xbox had three times the concurrent players, but only 5,000 people reviewed it. I, I just, I don't know. I would expect it to be a little bit higher on their review count, you know, but... Oh, I like those. Those are cool, creature. Those are cool. Like outlining the member perks. I like that. That's sharp. Especially if I can line it up with the the member goal so it doesn't it doesn't move anywhere. No one reviews on console. It's a pointless discussion. I don't really care if it hit a million concurrence or not. I don't think a million concurrence is is a number that you want to run with, personally. I don't think it's that Im- impressive. I, 20 million 20 million people can play the game without spending without spending any extra money. They already own the game basically. 20 million people own this game. Own this game. 
That's how it treats you, right? Because if you go to buy the premium edition, it's only like a $30 upgrade. So it treats it as if you own the game. 20 million people own it, and you already got 250,000 people on Steam helping that number out. You're telling me out of 20 million people that could play the game at no extra cost because they already own it, you're telling me a little over 700,000 booted up and played. I don't know if that's the brag that you want to make. I really don't. We're going to act like... Should we... Should we do it? I think we should do it. (laughs) Three million Final Fantasy 16 sales in its first week. And there's only 38 million PlayStation 5s in circulation. Right? So 3 million out of 38. And you got about 700,000 out of 20 million to... They don't even have to buy the game. You're just want, you're just hoping that they play. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> I again, I don't think that's the I don't think that's the brag that you want to that you think it is. They didn't even have to pay for it. They own it. 1 million early access. I'm not actually sure what the number was. I thought the early access numbers on Steam were pretty healthy. We're just not seeing a big bump. After the fact. Oh, and the whole console people don't review games. No one reviews console games. Eugene just found a game called Call of Duty. 22,000 people reviewed it. Halo Infinite was reviewed by 27,000 people. Y'all sure about that? Y'all sure about that? Console users don't review games. Halo Infinite got 27,000 reviews in the Xbox store. And it got 161,000 on Steam. So, 161 versus 27,000. 30,000 versus 160. 5,000 versus the current 24. No, the ratio checks out right now. I would say the ratio checks out. The number of people reviewing the game on Xbox versus Steam actually checks out right now. As a Sony gamer, I tip my cap to Xbox gamers. The game hasn't released yet. The game has had 2 million players. Starfield has provided momentum for Xbox. We know Forza will score high. What do you mean the game hasn't released yet? Starfield released yesterday. Huh? Those games released months and months ago. It happens uh, on console over time, not on launch day. Redfall was reviewed 5,000 times on Xbox. Starfield's already been reviewed more than half of that on its launch date. I think we're proving that, yes, console users do go and leave reviews. Not to the same degree as Steam. Sure, it's a different culture. I'll I'll grant it. I'll say fine. You you had two hundred and fifty to two hundred sixty thousand people playing on Steam. Okay, fine. And you had seven hundred fifty thousand or so concurrent players uh, on Xbox, either through PC, Xbox, or the consoles. Again, twenty plus million people owned Starfield. They own it right now, and that's how many concurrents you hit. 
that's not lining up with any of the predictions that people were making about this game and how big it was going to be, how tectonic it was going to be. That's not. We they were calling Final Fantasy 16 a flop because of its Metacritic score. They were calling it a flop because it you know it sold three million in the first week, three million you know out of out of out of, out of thirty eight million consoles. You got twenty million people that could play this thing on its launch date and seven hundred and fifty thousand concurrent. That's not. I'm telling you, that's not the brag. Only three percent of subs played. No, 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 no. That's just a concurrent number, lock. You can't say that only three percent of the subs played. They were playing at the exact same time. That's what concurrent means. We need to be careful. We don't want to misrepresent the stats. I think more than three percent played. It's just that there. Where's the big spike? Where's the big response? Now that may change this weekend. That may change this weekend. I've continued to say you may see a bit of a surge this weekend. A game launching on a Wednesday is kind of awkward. I think it's awkward. Baldur's Gate 3 had its big momentum over the weekend. Go look at Baldur's Gate 3. It came out of early access, and it was like ding, 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 and it hit its peak on a Sunday. So we need to give Starfield its due time. Like, we don't want to come to conclusions just yet. I think Wednesday's a weird time to launch. I think over the weekend, it's going to peak on Steam. I think it's going to peak it over... I think it's going to hit 500. I think it's like what Creature's saying. It's going to flirt with 500,000. I Because again, you you got to let them have the weekend. They haven't had the proper window of time to to, to hit. Friday uh, must peak. No, I, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 peaked on a Sunday because I think word of mouth. Baldur's Gate 3 had like a moment. So if... If Starfield's going to have a similar moment, it might take till Saturday night or Sunday night. I wouldn't write this game off hitting good player, like really high player numbers. I wouldn't write it off until, you know, Monday morning. If it's launch weekend, if it doesn't get much higher than it already has, it has hit, I would say that's that's pretty disappointing given how much this game was hyped, anticipated, marketed, etc. Et I need to schedule the gameplay. Open that. I just think at some level it gets hard. It gets really hard to make your case that like this game is game of the year. This game's phenomenal. This game's crazy. It's not reviewing well in the Xbox store. Its review score continues to fall in the Steam storefront. Um, you know, it's... It's not it's not blowing the doors off with player base numbers on its launch in either place, whether you look at, you know, the Game Pass user base or just Steam. Um, it's doing well. But I just I don't think we're having that that's tectonic Skyrim moment that a lot of us were, you know, anticipating. And I never I never looked at this game as a game that needed to save Xbox. I always said that I didn't feel that that was fair. I was never looking for the game to be that. But it doesn't even feel like a console mover if your console user base is responding as middling and as negatively as they are. If your Xbox storefront, imagine imagine considering it and going to the Xbox storefront or, you know, considering Game Pass or any of these other things and you're like, "All right, let me go check out this game." And you see its score, you're going to think twice. You're like three and a half stars. 
but this game was supposed to be life-changing three and a half stars like that's going to affect the optics of the user base seeing this as a game that is a is a game pass mover and a console mover I, i don't think it's that at all Uh, I don't know if God of War um, did better than that on Steam. God of War's peak on Steam was only 73,000. Not even close. Not even close. I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't expect much higher than that, honestly. It it it's it's God of War. It's, it's PlayStation property on Xbox. Um, what? Uh, four years later? <laughs> Come on. I have a hundred hours in the game since early access. I'm having a blast with it. Well, let me give you guys a recap. We got 30 out of 50 on the member goal. I owe you five members. We'll do that once we get to gameplay. I'm going to go into the game one more time today. And I'm going to give you a recap on Starfield, how to enjoy it. And the reason I did this was because yesterday I spent two hours sort of releasing and letting go of a lot of the things I wanted to do. And I just started playing it more like a traditional linear RPG. Okay, so I walked through the things I let go of. I let go of exploration being central exploration is more of a side thing it's more additive to the fallout in space experience like exploration is kind of over here you can do it it's not central it's not paramount i had to kind of let go of that okay i'm letting the game be itself i'm playing the game on its terms if that makes sense i also had to let go of the fact that this was going to be a next gen title for my series x it is not this is not a next gen game on the xbox series x by any stretch of the imagination it simply isn't the graphical fidelity the performance not by a long shot put this up against any other next gen title on the comp- the competing console and it looks not very impressive so i had to let go of that i'm playing on pc to have good performance i have to play on pc to get good performance to get modern next-gen expectations i have to basically leave my series x behind i've basically resolved that i will likely do the same thing with fable and hellblade 2 and probably avowed okay if this is the bar if this is what we can expect if if games are going to sort of target the series s as their main target then i'm wasting my time getting these games and expecting to play them on my series x that's the conclusion that I have come to. The other thing I feel like I've let go of is the ship focus. I don't feel the ship is a focus worth you know, really investing in, especially in the early game, but even late game. From the things I've learned and the things I've read, if you're not really wanting to get deep into combat and dogfights, building the Starship Enterprise is kind of not necessary, right? It's decorative, it's cool, it's very very nice to have a cool looking ship and it's definitely worth having staff in the ship but I've just kind of let go let go of that that's not going to be a centrality to my experience flying the ship in space is somewhat needless it just does not, it's, it's not again as central as I expected it to be I was expecting to sort of build the Starship Enterprise and have it be my central hub and where I kind of hung out that's just not the case it's very much fast traveling and navigating the UI. So I went from 
that was kind of my first section, what I had to let go of. And I moved from that to, here's what I learned, okay? If you play this in a more linear, traditional RPG fashion, as if it is Fallout in space, you will have a significantly better time. Now again, this did not happen organically or naturally. This was not the result of me just playing more. This was the result of me playing differently. The people that were discounting my feedback and my initial impressions and thoughts because I hadn't quote-unquote played enough, This is not proving any of them right because I didn't play more. I played differently, right? And the reason I played differently was information from outside the game informed my approach. Reviewers, people that got to the 12th hour, the 15th or the 20th hour and said, this is how I learned to enjoy this game. I wasn't enjoying it until this happened. So obviously I got there a little bit quicker, you know, hour seven. I'm, you know, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to approach it in that way. I think, again, the danger is with the Game Pass users, they're not going to do that. They're not going to know what I know. They're not going to adjust and recalibrate and play differently. Some of the other lessons that I learned was the game is constantly getting in its way. You have to basically learn to navigate around the rough edges of fast travel and UI and space travel. It's a significantly better experience when you have to go back to the lodge. And instead of going to your ship, loading into the ship, taking off, traveling, landing, and then going to the lodge, instead of going through all of those unnecessarily daisy-chained loading screens, you can go to your missions, you can click on return to the lodge, and you can say show on map or plot a course, and that removes all of those steps. This again takes the ship out of being a centrality, this takes exploration out of being a centrality, I'm fast traveling, okay? Learning to navigate the fast traveling and getting around the UI rough edges helps you enjoy the game. Lastly, I needed all of this information ahead of time. So I concluded my opening by saying, proceed with caution, okay? None of my original criticisms are evaporating simply because I'm enjoying myself. They're still there. There are still significant issues with the beginning of the game being egregiously slow. The onboarding is arguably terrible. Many people are going to check out with this game in the second to fifth hour. They're just not going to make it very far. Um, I also think... The issues with the UI and looting and inventory and um, you know the weight limit early in the game. I think all those issues are very rough. You need to proceed with caution. If you're going to try to adjust and recalibrate and play this game in a way that you might enjoy it, those issues are still present. I'm not walking back any of my criticisms. I'm not. It's These are still present. You can have a good time, but this stuff is still a reality that you got to kind of deal with in the game. Those things don't go away. Even people that are late in the game have said on Reddit, they're like, you know, the weight limit doesn't even get really that much better, even if you spec into increasing your weight capacity, you know, the issues with looting, the issues with inventory. If you can't get those nice mods on PC to clean that stuff up, you know, then you're you're gonna feel you're gonna feel some of those pain points. So proceed with caution. Th- this video today and this monologue today was designed for people that were like me. Like, there's a desire, there's this lingering desire to, I want to enjoy Starfield. I'm not enjoying it. It's not what I expected. It's not what I was hoping for. You can enjoy it, but you gotta let go of some of that. You know, you do. Why don't you make a How to Enjoy Immortals of Avium video? You do that. Why would I do that? Is Immortals of Avium a central lightning rod topic that's driving interest, intrigue, and discussion? Do people care about that game to the degree they care about Starfield? 
do you do I need to explain relevancy to you? Do I need to explain my own personal interest to you that I'm far more interested and invested in Starfield after 50 something live shows and 40 something uploads? Like I've been heavily invested in wanting to enjoy this game, wanting to play it and have a good time with it. Like does it, do, does all that need to be explained to you? I don't I don't think it does. I think those things are just blatantly obvious. Those are very accessible to the most to the, to the most average person that can think in like deductive ways why are you making this video instead of a video about immortals of avium like immortals of avium is a kind of a one-off game it's not a tectonic game that people are discussing it's not a game i did 50 live shows about yeah mario is still coming lords of the fallen still coming spider-man 2 is still coming yes the year is still quite full lies of p is still coming Yes. Over 3 billion gamers have access to Starfield on PC, console, TV, mobile. Over 28 million Xbox Game Pass subscribers reported by Microsoft. Over 21 Xbox Series consoles sold. Only 1 million gamers decided to download Starfield for free on Game Pass. Worst return of investment. J-Dub's misrepresenting the, the, the number. It's not only 1 million decided to download. 1 million concurrent was the number. 1 million concurrent doesn't represent total downloads. He's not representing the number appropriately. Midwest Outsider with a $5 super chat tip. It's the game I thought Destiny would be in 2014. I am enjoying it. Have I missed any super chats or gifted members? No, I have not. Okay. I've been missing those recently and I apologize to the people that happens. Guys, if you haven't done so yet, smash that like button. Uh, let's aim for 500 likes. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks to everybody who has gifted members already. You're the best. We got feed. I'll gift you guys the five members that I owe when we head over to gameplay in about 30 minutes. I'll be diving back into the game. I'll try to showcase some of the things I've learned, some of the things I have discovered to smooth over the rough edges and have a better time with the game. I did play the Liza P demo and the dodging thing was kind of wonky, but I thought the art style was great. Sound design was pretty good. Uh, Apparently they have fixed the dodging issue that was present in the demo, so that's good news. You definitely should try ship customization and dogfights. It's definitely one of the best aspects of the game. I don't want to dogfight. It's not a desire that I have. I it, People have always told me that in No Man's Sky, and I don't do it because I don't want to. Like, does that make sense? Like, I'm being dismissive not in a mean way. That's my preference. It's like I don't want to dogfight. That's like the least interesting thing to me. But it gets really fun. No, I doubt that it does. It's like telling me that if I really, really practice at swinging the bat, I'll hit more baseballs. I have no desire to play baseball. Like, you see, like, I, I have no desire to dogfight in these games. It's not that I don't play those kind of games. I feel like I'm playing some other game. It's like dogfighting. What? I, I didn't buy a dogfighting game. I bought a space game, like a space exploration game. <laughs> Lightleaf says, what's your opinion on Starfield pulling a 2.0 moment? Is it even possible? Are the worst parts about it fixable? Um, yo, what's good, Atwood? That's a good question, Lightleaf. I think they could maybe do something with their first DLC. I think what they would have to do is completely overhaul the UI, reconsider the inventory system as well along with that, uh, consider upping the weight limit tomorrow um, 
it's it's so not necessary it just is not it does not enhance the gameplay at all it's tedious it's such a tedium of flat tire gameplay it's uh anyways um i also think they'd have to reconsider onboarding i think that they need to build the first two hours of the game completely differently than it's currently built completely differently i'll be honest waking up and grabbing a, a, a rock grinder and getting a ship and all of that, I'd rework all of that. I would. I would. I would turn that into a cutscene. <laughs> I'd turn that into a cutscene. Before I hand my ship over to you, <laughs> what's your name again? And then you design your character. Like, just skip all of that. It just is, it's just not necessary. Yeah, skip it. Give me the ship, give me Vosco, have me design my character, and send me on my way. You gotta cut out a lot of that fat. You just have to. Are we okay with having a how do they 2.0 this game less than a week after launch? Was weight limit an issue for you in the past with Fallout and Elder Scrolls games? I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember. I remember in Fallout it being frustrating that the best way to manage ammo economy was to pick up weapons because picking up the weapons increases your ammo but then picking up the weapons increases your weight so you're picking up the weapons to get their ammo but then you're dropping the weapons on the ground. I don't know why they didn't innovate on that. The simplest of things going up to someone's corpse seeing they have a gun and having the option to take like take the weapon or take ammo like why is that button not there right take all take because whatever you're highlighting you'll take or when you highlight a gun a new button should pop up that says take ammo just that would would significantly streamline looting an ammo economy and just managing your flow through an outpost or a fight being able to go up to a body and be like I don't need another Grendel, I don't. I'll take the ammo from it, though. I just killed three people. There's five people down the stairs. I need some quick ammo. Let me run up to these bodies, and oh, he's got a Grendel, he's got a Grendel, he's got a Maelstrom. I don't need their weapons. But if I could go take ammo, take ammo, take ammo, sweet, here I go. That, that's just, that's called innovating, that's called improving on what you did before. I'm running into the same snags that existed eight years ago in Fallout. Why did you guys not even... Did no one discuss this? It, that never came up? It never came up. Just the just the, the, the basic game flow could be completely reworked in many, in many ways to make the inventory and the UI a whole, a whole lot more tolerable. Why do you feel the need to explain to people how to enjoy the game when a ton of people are saying it's their game of the year and understood what the game was from Jump? You do understand that not that's not everyone. Do you think everybody thinks that? A ton of people are saying it's their game of the year. I don't care. What's that mean to me? What's your favorite movie? Does that mean it's going to be my favorite movie? Like, that doesn't matter to me. I'm somebody... And I've explained this many times, so you're trying to be, like, provocative. That's likely, like, a loaded question. 
maybe you're clip hunting. I don't know. Here's the deal, right? I'm somebody who really wants to enjoy the game, and I'm not currently. I started to yesterday. I have a feeling that a ton of people feel similarly to me. I think they're going to find this video. They're going to see the thumbnail. They're going to see the description and say, that's me. I want to know, how are you enjoying this game? Because I can't figure it out. I'm not having a good time. And hopefully they watch the opening 30 minutes and say, okay, that's helpful. You know, those are things I'm just not going to really focus on. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit differently. Like I'm trying, I'm, 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 I was genuinely thinking yesterday. I was like, I, I want to make this video because I bet you there's a lot of people that are like me that are saying, I'm come four or five hours in, man. I just don't get it. I don't understand what, what, what this game doesn't feel very good. It doesn't flow very good. Okay. Well, make some adjustments you know, recalibrate, and if you if this doesn't work, then then by all means, walk away. How dare you, Lono? The sheer arrogance of having a different perspective and addressing that for content. Lono was in a position yesterday that many people are currently in right now, wondering if more time in the game will make it feel better. That's just good reporting. Thank you. I, I do. I think a lot of people are hearing. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's that's so generic. That's so generic. If you just keep going and you keep going through the loading screens and you keep navigating the UI and the questing and the exploration, if you keep doing the same things, you might not have better results at hour fifteen. You're just going to be annoyed. If you recalibrate, make some adjustments, consider some of the things that I've said this morning, you might adjust. And then those extra five to seven hours end up being better. They end up being more effective. How dare you encourage people to try other ways to get some joy out of an anticipated game? Sure sign of a hater. (laughs) He's being sarcastic, Bruno. That's definitely me. I'm trying my best to get into this game while I wait for Spider-Man. The struggle is real. I I thought sharing what I learned yesterday and diving back into the game today would be the 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 the, the, the fairest and the most you know robust way to treat this game. Right? I thought that was the fairest thing to say. Say, listen, I started, I, 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 it moved. <laughs> Seinfeld, right? It moved. The needle moved a little bit for me yesterday. It's like, okay, eh, there might be something here. I wanted to keep going. One of the reasons I was late this morning was because I went late yesterday playing with you guys, which means I was late to my debrief call with Creature, which means I was late to write my monologue. I wrote like half my monologue this morning. Yo, what's good, Snow? Good to see you. Literally addressing a narrative that was persistent across multiple reviews to try to add value to people coming to the game on mainstream launch. With that changed perspective, would you recommend the game to a player with similar tastes? If playing a game in a linear fashion like it's Fallout in space, if that sounds exciting for you, I think you're going to have a great time. 
again, there's a lot of caveats. There's a lot of loading screens. It, it There's elements of the game that feel dated. But if you're thinking Fallout in space sounds awesome, you're good. You, you'll, you'll have a good, you will have a good to great time, dependent upon the person, of course. If you were looking for No Man's Skyrim, if you were looking for space exploration and you know unparalleled freedom, mm, you got to temper all that way down. That's not here. That's not what this game is. It is not what we thought it was. How's family? Fam's good, man. Kids soccer and homeschool and both of them are reading, swimming lessons. It's just busy time, but a fun time. What was the point where your opinion changed? So yesterday, I just started playing. I basically took... So I almost, in my mind, I like sort of tabulated and and, and calculated and, and I don't even know what word to use, right? I... I allowed all of the input of the reviews to kind of come in and say, hey, take all those things you wanted to do and shove them off a table. Play the game like this. This is the game you got. Play it on its own terms. And I said, okay, I'll try that. And near the end of my play session, I was like, I want to keep going. It was the first time I had felt that. I hit my eighth hour in the game and I was like, okay, I finally want to keep playing. And people are like, we told you how to keep playing. We told you how to keep playing. No, I didn't keep playing. I changed how I was playing. If I would have just kept playing, it wouldn't have worked. I had to adjust how I was playing. That's so key. There's a difference between telling somebody, just keep going. No. You need to change, like adjust and recalibrate. You can't just keep going. Yeah, just keep playing. It gets better. You sure about that? Like, it's 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 not... The game's not going to miraculously change at hour 12. Kudos to Madam for the homeschooling, considering doing it too. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I think it's... If you can do it, it is... It's, it's well worth it. Yeah, especially after I found the traveling shortcuts in the menu. Once... We all have this moment, I think, in every game. The content loop sort of emerges from the sand. It's like you're shaking this sifting bowl, right? Like, okay, that's how the menu system works, and you keep shaking. Okay, that's how the map system works. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm going to be doing this, and then this, and then this. You're getting faster at going into the menu and deleting something, going into the menu and accepting something, right? And you sort of shake that sifting bowl, and all of a sudden, the content loop sort of emerges, and you can see it. You're like, aha, this is what I'll be doing for the next 25 hours or more. Now, in most games, I believe that that process of kind of shaking that sifting bowl and that content loop kind of emerges, I think that happens in the first one to two hours. In Starfield, it's super foggy. You're like, I... What am I doing? Have you ever played a mobile game where it holds your hand for 20 different actions? Click here, okay? Add this, okay? Click here, okay? Build this, okay? Click here, okay? Click here, okay? Go here, okay? Talk to Ted, okay? You're not playing. You aren't playing at that point. The game is dragging you along, okay? Okay? 
like your parent taking you through an antique store if you you it's not your choice okay so you're just sort of getting led along starfield really really extends that you don't really feel like you're in charge you don't really feel like you're choosing your 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 destination your destiny it's all sort of segmented beyond that it's like two, I feel like two things are happening. It's like at one level, my expectations aren't being met. I'm like, this is really isn't the game I expected it to be. I, there, there doesn't seem to be this big explosive walkout moment where I can go anywhere, do anything. Like Maddie Plays talked about that, and so that's an expectation disruption. At another level, there's volitional disruption. It's like I'm not my volitions being very constrained and restricted. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay? Do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay? Do, you're just doing, to do, to do, to do. It's like, when am I going to be in charge? And the entire time you're doing that, it's loading screen, menu, loading screen, menu, loading screen, menu, loading screen, menu, loading screen, menu. And what's happening is, is your tolerance is almost being chipped away at. You're like, okay, I already, I already had to abandon a lot of expectations and hopes. And after I've let go of that, now I'm like kind of holding on to some volitional choice of like what I want to do. And that's just getting eroded as well. And then, and then it can kind of come back. You're like, okay, at the 10th hour or whatever, now I'm a little bit more in charge of the content loop. I I think that's the issue is the onboarding is elongated. It's elongated in a context of unmet expectations and volitional constraint that's a terrible recipe for a player trying out your game their expectations have not been met and their volitions being constrained like they're not really getting to choose what they want to do great analogy thank you like marriage yes definitely like a marriage (laughs) like a marriage that's right Longer you stay in in the fight, the better it gets, right? But you know, it can be a little shaky in the early years. <laughs> you know, the onboarding's tough. It really is. You think? Um, hang on. I think a better way to reframe my question would be: Knowing what you know now, would you buy this game again to your own enjoyment? Well, that's such an unfair question because it's like. Well, yes, now that I know what to do, I would start the game with all that info and I would just absolutely speed my way through the opening. I mean, that's that's why I said this video, I hope, is helpful to people, but the only reason I got here is because I had other information from other people who also just pressed on and got to hour 12 or got to hour 20 and then they turned around and said here you go this is going to help you out so that I can say at hour 7 okay I get it that's external to the game that's not the game winning me over does that make sense I can't wait to jump back into Jedi Survivor I even considered today, I was like, we play it? Should we play Jedi Survivor and show off how well it's running? Because I really want to play it. And I was like, no, 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 no. We got we, we to gotta play Starfield. Like, I have an itch to jump back into that game. My, my itch to play Starfield is certainly growing, right? Like I said, like it moved, like the needle moved. But like, as soon as they fixed the issues in Survivor, like the needle to want to play was like, bing, full mast 
the needle to want to play Starfield's like it's like okay it's not on the ground anymore it's up it's like okay yeah yeah I think I, I think I want to keep going you think the rhetoric of enjoying the game after hour 12 or 20 comes from the skill tree leveling no that's playing a role but I don't think that's the central I don't think that's like the central causality I think the central causality is pacing the pacing is it's terrible it really is it, it is the pacing's bad it just even even when you're playing it's like it just it's the pacing is there's just a lot of halting and a lot of stopping and I'm not even talking about the dialogue ah, this is another aspect of this so yesterday somebody gave me grief because I got to like the end of a section I was like okay I'm done with the dialogue let's just move on I had gone through a bunch of dialogue trees so let's imagine there were nine trees I had to go through. I went through eight. I got to the ninth one. I was like, all right, come on, come on, come on. Let's just go. Now, part of that reason that is, is because I'm constantly dealing with a menu, a UI, a fast travel, a stop playing, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. And then the dialogue sections can start to feel like that. It's like, I, I just want to play. So it's, I honestly think it makes it difficult to enjoy the dialogue aspects because it feels like just one more moment where I'm not able to play. It's different like when in Skyrim when <clears throat> you know you're walking and you're traveling everywhere and then suddenly you're talking to somebody and then suddenly you're talking to somebody else. Like in uh, The Witcher. Like in The Witcher 3, you're sort of going, you're do do do, you're riding the horse, you're getting off the horse and now you're talking to somebody. And so it sort of gets woven into the gameplay. And instead in this, it's like, go to the menu, manage your inventory, manage your weight, fast travel, land, go walk up, now talk to somebody. And it's like, that feels like a lot of non-gameplay. That feels like a lot of non-gameplay to me. So, it's looking like Digital Foundry's conclusion on Baldur's Gate 3 is that it runs on PC's ultra settings. It drops frames in Act 3, just like PC. Runs at a stable 60 FPS everywhere else. Split screen with minimal compromises. I wouldn't call 30 FPS minimal compromises, but... <laughs> I knew that single... I knew the reason people took a single screenshot of a frame drop on PS5 and they were running with it. I was just like... I. <laughs> I just, I'm telling you, you can smell, I can smell the liar. I can. It's like, you're a liar. I can smell it on him. It's like, I know that's not reality. I know that's not what's actually going on. <clears throat> just a tribalistic liar. And and the PlayStation guys are doing the same thing. They're saying, oh, 200,000 people refunded Starfield. That's not true. That's not true. That's false. There was about an 80,000 surge in the wake of early access starting, I believe a lot of those were Starfield. Yes. I don't think they all were. But there was a bit of a bump in the wake of the first 24 hours of early access starting. There was about an 80,000 surge of, you know, request tickets or refund tickets opened in Steam. 
which is, you know, again, I think a sign of why the score was a little protected when early access ended, because only the people that stuck it out and kept playing could review, which those are likely going to be the people that are enjoying it, not the people that hated it and refunded. Um, but again, both sides do that. They just they just lie, and it's like, come on. Been a great stream. Uh, love the back and forth. Got to bounce. Hopefully I can catch up on the gameplay. Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate that. Um, mm-mm. This person responded to my review score video, and she said they marketed a game and then release it at a, a one uh, uh, at half the scope. Not to mention more loading screens than any I've ever played. The controller aiming is so bad that I wish Vats was back. It didn't go above and beyond in any category. Seven out of ten. This person says not even true. You didn't play, obviously, and she sends a screenshot of the fact that she's played for two days and three hours. <laughs> Got forty-eight hours in the game. Like, come on now. Sorry I was a bit behind, but why do you hate Baldur's Gate 3, you pony? Loving the Starfield coverage. Stay unapologetic about stating facts and news. Thank you, Ryan Wade. I appreciate that. I'm off too. Wanted to at least say hello. Have a great one. All right, Snow. Always good to see you. Always good to see you and Hex. Good people. Uh, Vass was horrible. I'm so happy it's not here. I think controller aiming is fine on PC. I thought it felt terrible on console. But again, that's at 30 FPS. So I think it's really, really hard to enjoy first person shooting at 30 FPS. It just feels terrible. It affects so much. It affects target acquisition. There's like almost no aim assist. You know, there's there's a lot of reasons to to dislike the, uh, the shooting on console. All right, you guys on kick. I'm going to call it on kick, all right? Come over to YouTube and hang out with us. Um, I love VATS in the earlier games, but they've made gunplay feel better. I think the guns feel great, but again, I'm I'm 60 FPS and I'm on uh and I'm on PC. Do you communicate with this person anymore? Absolutely not. No. I don't, I don't stay in touch with people that are of, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I can give real numbers of returns, not only Xbox S, the game actually helped say Xbox sales, PS5 was hits really good. I'm not sure what you're saying, GNS. Doesn't make much sense. Afternoon, checking in for more Starfield feedback. Plenty of good and bad out there. I'm enjoying it. Didn't overhype myself. Yeah, Mitch... Essentially what I said was I expected this. I expected like a No Man's Skyrim, right? And I have to let go of that. It's more like Fallout in space, which isn't bad, but it also isn't the the levels of excellence and generation defining that a lot of us were hoping for or you know, I thought oh it's going to be a Skyrim moment for Bethesda. No, it's it's another it's another Bethesda RPG. Um, and when I play the game on its own terms, I have a better time. I still think there's issues that I would love to see fixed, polished, and smoothed over. The UI, the inventory, I think weight, weight limitation should be increased immediately. It's way too low, way too constraining. It doesn't need to be blasted into oblivion so that you can carry, you know, anything and everything, but it's, it's, it's too constraining in the early game. It's really halting in the most basic of things. Um, 
other just other simple innovations in just you know navigating looting like being able to take ammo from weapons instead of having to pick the weapon up and throw it down uh you know the traveling the ui the spaceship aspects are all a bit you know they're window dressing you know which is a little disappointing but i'm heavily investing in my gun perks and my guns which I think is is where the love is for someone like me. I think I'm going to have the best time doing that. Playing it in a more linear, traditional RPG way, investing in the weapons, you know, getting really cool guns, you know, trying to have as much ammo as I can because the guys are kind of spongy. Um, it feels like the game would be better with a no space option. Just use the ship as a fast travel map to other systems with a short cutscene and loading screen. That's what I hope for. You can basically play the game that way, Light Leap. You don't have to really focus on the ship at all. You don't. Totally fair feedback. I agree. Great RPG game and clearly Bethesda, but not the No Man's Skyrim. Like that term? I saw that term on Twitter and I was like, that's kind of what I wanted. I think the marketing, I think it's fair to say the marketing kind of led some of us there. It really did feel like it was going to be a No Man's Skyrim and exploration was going to be this central driving thing you know, unparalleled freedom. And it's just not that. <laughs> it's just not, you know. And rather than beat that dead horse, I was like, okay, I'm going to let go of that. What do you got? What are you? Right? You're not a you're not a jet engine that's going to take me into the upper echelons of just excellent No Man's Skyrim experiences. You're more of a low orbit plane, okay? I can have a lot of fun in that, but I'm going to I'm going to play the game on its terms and and drop a lot of my expectations down and say, "Okay, what are you? And if I play you on your terms, can I have a good time?" And I feel like I started to yesterday. Isn't there loading screens for entering the ship, taking off? So light leap, what you can literally do, this is something I learned yesterday. So if you go to your missions and it says go talk to Ted on go talk to Ted you can click on that and you can say plot a course or show on map so I clicked show on map it wanted me to talk to somebody named Ella show on map it immediately pulled up her planet and her landing zone and I can literally say okay set that landing zone and land and I literally go from standing on this planet to standing on that planet I didn't have to walk to my ship I didn't have to load into my ship I didn't have to take off. I didn't have to go into orbit. I literally just went, where do I have to go? You need to travel to this system if if, if that's what the mission says to do. Okay, show on map. Or instead of show on map, you can just hit plot a course. And you're like, travel, boom, and you're there. You can skip those rough edges. I don't think the game does a great job showing you that. I think the game sets it up as if that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to walk back to your ship, walk into your ship, go sit down, take off, travel, then land, and it's like by the time you do all that, you're like, good golly, that was like four or five loading screens. You can skip all that. Again, it's not No Man's Skyrim. Space exploration and flight, it's just, it's a very superfluous piece of window dressing. It's not that important. You can skip all that. I'm treating it more like a linear, traditional RPG. I'm treating it like Fallout in space. I'm not treating it like No Man's Skyrim. It like it, it's, it's Skyrim, but No Man's Sky kind of into a baby, and I'm going to explore and take off and far reaches of space. And No. 
it's it just isn't that it's okay that it's not that but if that's what you're hoping for you're not going to have a good time you can only fast travel in space you have to remember you visited it before no there's new if it's telling you to go to a new place you can go to your mission and you can say plot a course and boink it'll pull up the galaxy map and you can do it right from there you don't have to go to your ship. It was literally letting me do that yesterday. Game is a dialogue RPG game. It's not for exploring. You said it best, Lono. It's Outer Worlds at best. And if you accept that and play it on its own terms, I think you can have fun. If you don't accept that, if that's not the game you were looking for, then I would move on and not play it. I would move on and not play it. I ended my opening monologue and I said, proceed with caution. If I've compelled you to give it another go, if I've convinced you to give it another shot, you got to proceed with caution because a lot of the rough edges, they don't get any smoother. You just can kind of inch around them as you play. Right? You know that meme where the guy's like going like this. He's like dodging all the drama, you know, the signs in the yard or whatever you can kind of get to that point where you're like the rough edges of the UI and the fast travel you can kind of dodge them a little bit they're still there they don't disappear (laughs) by any stretch okay it's 1230 we're going to switch to gameplay make sure that you smash the like button Uh, consider gifting some members the next goal is 50 and I'm going to gift these members that I owe you I pay it forward as a thank you I owe you 5 members right now I'll owe you 10 we'll switch to gameplay I'm going to step out really really quickly I'll be right back don't go anywhere Um, again if you enjoyed today's talk show hit subscribe hit the bell button we cover all kinds of games obviously Starfield's kind of taking over the news cycle this week understandably so big game big company you know very anticipated game so I've enjoyed the conversation today very civil very enjoyable we're going to jump into gameplay here in a little bit and uh, and we're going to see if I can't continue to kind of show you here here's how you can play you can enjoy this game on its own terms okay alright give me a second I'll be right back
I'm back. All right. Okay, so we're going to have to... I'm going to have to lower the music and turn off the music and load up the game. And switch that. Okay. Now, I am going to give you guys a link to click to go to the new stream. Uh, let's get nine more likes on this thing. Let's hit 500 likes before we bail. I love the soundtrack in this game, too. Isn't it good? <laughs> it's so good. Anybody want a Starfield movie? I kind of want one. Just with that score, just with the score alone. Okay. Kind of reminds me of Star Trek a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of Hans Zimmer. give you the link of where we are headed I don't I don't want to like completely write off a person like because I know what that's like being completely written off over something pretty minor I thought his the way he handled the start screen thing was was pretty poor I didn't appreciate what he said. I also didn't appreciate like what he said in in the in the aftermath. But I don't like writing a person off. People are like, this guy's an idiot and a clown and good enough, no one should t- take him seriously. Everybody should block him. Like Okay. Like he didn't attack anybody like directly. It was more of like it was pretty indirect. I mean it was kind of a personal swipe, I think, at Bethesda devs. Um you know, but it wasn't like a direct personal, I don't know the irony of the people that were like really angry at him, how reprehensible and disgusting they are on a daily basis, it's like the hubris to think that any of them are in a righteous position to judge him, it's like you're a thousand times worse than he ever is do you know what I mean it's like the people that attack him I don't know giving it a second Chance. It's like, I don't know. I watch people try to like whack self righteous about stuff. It's like they're they're some of the most reprehensible people on planet Earth. Like they're some of the worst people online in existence, and they feel like they have a right to like judge somebody. Like they come after me and call me all kinds of horrible names. Why? Because of my opinions on a game or a plastic box. And it's like you're a disgusting person on a daily basis, right? You bathe in feces and you're telling me I have BO. It's like you have no room to speak on anybody's hygiene. 
You know, your hygiene on the internet is so reprehensible. You know, you don't have room to talk about anybody. You know what I mean? Uh Give this another go. All right, I'm going to put a link in chat for you guys. That is where we are headed. Please make sure when we get over here to gameplay that you guys go crazy on the like button. Maybe consider gifting some members when we get over there. I'll gift some members as well. Thanks so much for checking out another Starfield gameplay stream. My previous stream, the game kind of started to hook me. I did a talk show just this morning about how to enjoy this game. I think there are some things you kind of have to let go of, some expectation recalibration, if you will. Um, it's not exactly what I would consider to be No Man's Skyrim, which is, uh, which is what I was hoping for. It's a little bit more of Fallout in space. So if you play it in a more traditional linear RPG fashion. I think you can have a much better time. So we're going to try to do that again today. We're going to play in that fashion. We are going to kind of press on and continue. I'm going to end the talk show that we had this morning and bring everybody over with a redirect. And hopefully when they come over, they can hang out, enjoy some time with the game. I feel like we had a good time.